Fact, I probably should have played LPGA. I wanted to start out with some kind of a gay song because we're going to talk about Xena later on. Yesterday, Neil was reading the Larry King article that Hank left for him about Linda Tripp, Larry King and uh, Linda Tripp, which everybody knows that he's an ass sucker and a deadbeat. And on the back of it, while he's holding it up, on the back of it, it's, uh, the headline says, Xena likes being a lesbian icon, to which we say, Oh! I know I'm coming in a little bit late on this whole Xena thing, and I know that's been a running gag for a long time, but I couldn't stand the show. I watched one episode when it first came out, and it was really, really stupid. Uh, I really hate the, um... <laughs> that's what put me over the edge. I didn't make it all the way through one episode. I had to change it, and I thought it was, the writing sucked, and the acting was uh, weak, to say the least. But, but as far as uh, casting and costumes, uh, they have those two things going for them. Casting and costumes, and that'll get you far in my book, especially when you're dealing with Lucy Lawless and uh, Renee O'Connor. So we're gonna, I'm going to read, uh, I don't know if I'm going to read the whole article later on, but apparently she doesn't mind and the producers are uh, going to be playing it up. So I'm going to have to start watching Xena a lot more. It kind of wins by default around 7 o'clock on USA. There's absolutely nothing on. So while you're killing time uh, putzing around the house, I stick it on there. So it works out just fine. But that's not all I'm going to be talking about today. We've got the circle thing and this home invasion in Highlandale and um, all this other fun things that are going on here locally. And I have a different slant on this whole circle because I care about the circle, but uh, I'm not an impractical person. I know that this you know, progress must go on and these buildings have to go up and the city needs the money. But still, we've got this uh, Indian Stonehenge Stonehenge thing going on here, which is kind of significant. And I know it's it's really, it doesn't mean anything to most people, but I like that kind of stuff because I like archaeology and I like learning about history and I like knowing. And the fact that we killed them all, we meaning my people, the Spaniards, killed them all and shipped the rest of them off to Cuba. Uh, you know, there's just a, a, a tinge of guilt there. I have a little bit of white man guilt when it comes to uh, the whole Indian thing, especially since they genocided all the Arawaks in Cuba. I mean, that was a bad bad thing. So it's like, this is kind of like rubbing salt in the wound when you just trounce over the ancient burial grounds or the Stonehenge or whatever it was. And everyone thought that the, uh, the Tequestas, Tequestas were just a bunch of uh, really savage, naked, warlike Indians, which is why the Spaniards just wiped them out. So no, 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 we can't have that. You're, uh, you're bad. 
we thought they were just warlike people. And if it turns out that this was a calendar, then that implies that they actually had half a brain about them. So I don't know, whatever. I know it doesn't matter much, and I have nothing to do with it. So I'm just going to sit back and watch the events that unfold. But I think they should move it. If they moved that temple, we went to New York and went to the, uh, the Met, and they had the Egyptian temple that they moved over there uh, from Egypt. Huge, huge temple inside a big glass greenhouse-looking thing. If they could move an ancient Egyptian temple, as fragile as it is and everything, and it was, and it was wonderful to, to touch the stones and touch the hieroglyphics and uh, thousands of years old uh, architecture and, and, and writing, and, and it was fascinating. It was wonderful. And then we went to the Modern Art Wing where I got really, really bored. Um, hey, I should probably explain that this isn't Neil. Do you think that's a good time to do this? And, and we have Robert Grieper with us today. Neil's on vacation today and all of next week, and I'm doing the show. And if you don't like it, you can go away. It's not up for debate anymore. It's not up for discussion. The rulings have been made by Neil and management and the audience. And no, it's not the Neil show. And no, I'm not really good at all the buttons. Oi! But it's the George show. And you can like it or you can leave. Basically, it's a party. If you don't like the music that we're playing, and we will be playing music, if you don't like what the, uh, the discussion, if you don't like the food at the party, you can leave. Basically, it's an open invitation to anyone who wants to hang out. But if you don't like what's going on here because it's amateur hour radio, and it is, I freely admit that, I'm no Neil, uh, just go away. Find something to do with your sad, pathetic lives. And as far as uh, Elmer out there, he didn't call me yesterday. I've got a guy that calls me every day, sometimes several times a day, to say, you're bowling, you're bowling, a New York asshole who can't say his R's. If I'm boring and he's listening every day, what what must his life be like? And he didn't call me yesterday, and I can't tell you, sir, how crushed I am. Please, Elmer, call me up and tell me I'm boring so that I know that I'm alive. Because how else? How else will I know that I even have a pulse without you calling me up and telling me that I'm boring? I mean, that makes so much sense to me. Going to, like, that would be like driving into T.Y. Park or C.B. Smith with all the parties going on at all of the pavilions, looking for a party where the people don't look like people you want to hang out with. They're playing music that you don't like. They're serving food that you don't like. The, they're, they're doing karaoke, and they all suck, but yet you crash that party and complain about it. Go find a party that you like. There are lots of radio stations out there. This is what we're going to be doing today and all this week. It's going to be really bad George show. George trying to figure out how to kill four hours and how to do a radio thing until the old man gets back on March the 1st, which will be his 23rd anniversary uh, in this town. 23 years in this town, which is a phenomenon. People who know anything about radio know that it's white-collar migrant labor. People go into a town... They do their show. They do their thing. It plays out. The audience eventually gets bored with whatever shtick they have to offer, and then they have to leave town and and build an audience all over again. That's the standard thing in radio. Everybody rotates around the country because they wear out in a particular town. And this man's been in town 23 years. That has to be some kind of a record. Um, And I don't know if we're going to be doing anything or not, so maybe I'll plant a seed uh, out there about having some kind of a party or something going on. We're not going to let him know that. I don't know if we're going to surprise him or not. Uh, I'm still thinking about that. Norm called me and said, maybe we should do something. Norm is a lawyer. Maybe we should do something, and maybe we should. But I'm thinking 25, 25 years when that anniversary rolls around should probably be the year that we do the big, big thing. So we have Robert Grieper with us today. Say hi uh, for the folks here, Robert. Hi. I'll be asking Robert Grieper the time. 
at regular intervals um, during the show. 5670560 if you want to talk or not, I could care less. Five, six, uh, pound 560 on the Mobile One line, and they all work now. The uh, Mobile One and the AT&T wireless lines work now. And a couple of other people that we don't mention because they're not our sponsors. Robert is with me today because Joe is upstairs uh, grinding the spot factory. They, they couldn't do without him today. So Robert and I are going to plot our way through. We're going to do our best, even though... Even though Robert, you're a, you're the green persimmonist sucking mother f-er that I've ever met in my life. You're the you're the most intractable, hardest guy to get going. The only thing that I will say for you is, to an extent, you have good taste in music, and I want to thank you for lending me your Spawn CD so that I could copy it, the uh, Spawn soundtrack, because it has all those great duets on it. I love those duets. I love those duets. Like remember when um, Onyx and Biohazard did those duet things? Where can I get that? I've looked for that. Is it under Onyx or is it under Biohazard? I think it's under Biohazard. Yeah, because, I mean, and that, that's so poetic. That was wonderful. Skinheads and black people, angry black people, angry white people, skinheads getting together, singing together. That's what Brotherhood's all about. Hey, what time is it, Robert? 10.09. 10.09. Oh, that's great. Here are the cuts for Saturday, November 29th, 1997. I'm going to keep asking you what time it is until we get you to say nine today. So anyway, 5670560 if you want to talk about whatever, and pound 560. I'm not going to get heavy on Friday because Friday's party day. I'm very distracted about the weekend and what to do with it, and hopefully the wife won't put me to work in the yard. I'm going to talk about the yard, by the way. Horrible, horrible landscaping incident, and I'm not going to mention the name of the blank nursery that came over to the house and slashed our beautiful tropically landscaped backyard, which was the whole reason that we bought that house. We're going to be talking about landscapers today and what a hack and slash job these people did to me uh, and and whatever else you want to talk about. So it's not nothing heavy, nothing heavy today. Next week I'm saving up all of the deep philosophical crap, the religious crap. I've got a wonderful sermon all planned out for someday next week. I can't decide when. Uh, so hopefully somebody will bail me out today and think of something good to talk about. Or I'm going to talk about Xena. All day because I got in on the Xena thing late and I'm sorry I did now. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line ten ten on five sixty WQAM. Uh, wow, how about how about that? Don't, okay, don't play that. Don't play that. Don't play that. What is that? Is that the spot? Which one? Florida card. That's the Florida card. Boy, am I bad. I didn't edit that thing. Why don't you play a different live spot for this break and then during the break you can edit that beginning out of there. What an idiot I am. And how you understand there will be no sad dishes? You want to take your love for TV's favorite warrior princess to a new and exciting level? Then you need the new Warrior Whoop plug-and-play module from Xena Scream Industries. Transform any dull tone in your life into a warbling tribute to Xena. Use it on your beeper. Hey, Frank, your crotch is yodeling. In your fire alarm. Time when words just aren't enough to express how you feel. Was it good for you, dear? And if you act now, we'll throw in a tube of the Lucy Lawless costume glue and the Kevin Sorbo Campfire Singalong book for free. So pick up the phone and dial today. 15 past 10 on 560 WQAM. Zena likes being a lesbian icon, to which we say. Oh! Lucy Lawless, the bulimic, it doesn't say this in the article, but they just had that thing on the, um, on, I missed the piece, the wife told me about it, she's a puker. 
Lucy Lawless, the sexy star of Xena, Warrior Princess, says she's proud to be a lesbian icon, even though she is straight, married, and has a young daughter. I think it's great to be a part of something that becomes iconic. Lawless told The Advocate, a magazine for gays and lesbians. That doesn't happen to many people. It's never made me uncomfortable. In fact, the executive producer of Xena, Liz Friedman, no relation to uh, Fat Smelly Josh, says they have begun to play up the sexual overtones of Zena's relationship with her female sidekick, Gabrielle, played by Renee O'Connor, to which we say a resounding, oh! And let me do this again. Oh! Oh! We started having fun with it, says Friedman. The two have come close to kissing under subtle pretenses, the magazine notes. I know a lot of lesbian and gay people, and they're as fine as any people I've ever met, says Lawless, maybe better human beings. Why should I be embarrassed to be playing a role that they identify with so strongly, and then uh, yada, yada, goes on about when it's on and she just turned 30, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, that's definitely been a running gag around the, the geek crowd and the, uh, the the fantasy crowd and everything like that. And just the show really, really sucks. That and Hercules. All of these New Zealand production shows that have been coming over here, including Young Hercules that they're showing on Whammy, they really blow, except for two things, casting and costumes. And that, that weighs heavy with me. That, that goes a long way. So on 7 o'clock, I'm flipping around USA, nothing else to watch, nothing, trust me. And I tried to find anything else, and that's all I could find was that thing. So I'm watching it, and I, and I try to keep the volume down so that I don't have to be subjected to. Because I really hate that kind of crap. I hate screams and battle cries and all that. I hate the way that they butcher the Greek myths. They just use them for mythology, for uh, for storyline, and they just kind of take names and characters and and do whatever the hell they want with it. Both of them, the Hercules. And the Hercules thing has no redeeming quality except when possibly they send some female to kill him, and then they dress her up really nice. Then that's a worthwhile show. They get some female bodybuilder to go and kill him. And also, speaking of that, Corey has made an appearance on uh, one or both of them. Corey Everson, whose thighs I want to crush my head, has made some cameos on both of those shows. And uh, So that's worth the price of admission alone right there. So I think it's great because in this country, especially you know, in light of the Tinky Winky thing, uh, everybody's all freaked out. It's, it's, uh, it's encouraging to see that these people have a sense of humor about it. And obviously it's good for the ratings. It's going to get me watching it. But they could have taken a different standpoint. They could have freaked out. Uh, Lucy could have been really militant and put her hands on her hips and, and said, oh, I'm not a lesbian. I don't like you people uh, identifying me with a lesbian. But she didn't. She has a sense of humor about it. So Mighty White of Lucy, we're thankful for that. Miami, hello. Miami. Hey, George, what's up, man? Nothing. Hey, uh, I was calling you about that Onyx Biohazard. It's on the Judgment Night. Judgment Night, Night soundtrack. Yeah. If you haven't picked it up, you should really pick it up. I, I will. I'm going to go out collaboration. and I can buy a lot of discs because uh, Tracy has shined me. A lot of people have shined me lately. I've got to talk about that, how about nobody loves me anymore. But thank you very much. Is that all you had? Uh, no, I also oh. wanted to ask you. I've been out. Um, what's up with that Hollandale bust? The Hallandale home invasion thing. This has got to be the most horrendous, and it goes on all the time, by the way, but thank God it just happened again close to home. I shouldn't say thank God because of these poor people, but at least it brings it to light. They, the cops, the, the, uh, the drug cops with the ski masks and the battering ram and whatnot, bust into these people's home and drag this guy off while he was naked. They grabbed a pair of underwear for him to wear. Unfortunately, out of a laundry pile, they grabbed his wife's underwear, so they took him downtown in his wife's underwear and dragged this poor, innocent guy downtown because they got the wrong house again 
Well, the scary thing about it is that some of these guys won't admit that they made a mistake, and they'll plant. Oh, I know. And, and you know what? It's all acceptable to them. The people that defend this kind of procedure, it's all acceptable to them. Like, oh, yeah, sure, we make a few mistakes every now and then, but, uh, you know, no big whoop. No big whoop. No big whoop. That's got to be the, the, the ultimate police state goose-stepping Nazi practice when they come into your pad in the middle of the night and drag your naked ass away. Disgusting. That is disgusting. disgusting. This is supposed to be America? Well, I like, I like. I hope you can enlighten some of these people out here who, who, who you know, who back support all these. I, I, well, there's, there's no hope for those kind of people. Well, well. It's outrageous. Thank you, sir. All right, bye. That that kind of thing. When I hear stories like that, and it goes on all the time, because and, and here's why why it happens. You they bust drug addicts. They bust these crackheads, these heroin heads. They bust these people that are low life degenerate junkies. That's all they are. And in order to buy themselves. Uh, a better sentence or get themselves off or something like that, they have to give people up. So they give people up, you know, usually, I guess, usually somebody who actually had something to do with uh, selling them drugs, possibly. Or if not, they just make crap up. And based on the word of some junkie, of some morally bankrupt reprobate, they, they draw up a search warrant and barge into people's houses in the middle of the night. And they've barged into families' houses with children. They've barged into people's houses who are packed, who are armed, and ready to self-defend. And a firefight ensues. And let me tell you what, I don't have guns, but I have been considering rearming lately because it is a slaughterhouse out there. And we can go one of two ways with the gun thing. We can either all get rid of our guns, which is never going to happen, or we can all arm ourselves so that at least we'll be on an even keel. So, and, and I used to be a gun owner. I had guns like everybody else in North Carolina and Montana. You have guns. You have an arsenal in your house. And nobody shoots anybody, which is the nutty thing. The people in small towns and in the country that all have guns think we're insane in the city the way that, the, that we are with guns. They have guns everywhere. They have guns in cabinets. They have guns in their cars, on the gun rack, behind their head, driving in the pick-em-up truck with the tennis balls holding the rack from vibrating. They have guns laying out on the table. Nobody shoots anybody because guess why? They're civilized people. Over here in the city, ooh, what's that? A gun. Bang, you're dead. These people are assholes. Idiots. But nevertheless, they all have guns. And I'll tell you what, if I had guns in my house and I heard somebody breaking through the door, I would be emptying my gun in that general direction. I, was, well, I wouldn't be answering, asking questions. And you know what? I wouldn't care if they were saying, police, police, police. What's to stop a home invader? And they do impersonate police when they come through. They wear fake uniforms. They come charging and yelling, police, 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 to get everybody down on the floor with their hands up so that, you know, before they, they tape you up and shoot you in the back of the head. That's got to be the most outrageous thing that goes on in this country. Uh, and there's a lot, this home invasion thing. And it's all why? The drug war. The drug war. Ooh, drugs. The boogeyman. Like homosexuals, the boogeyman. Let's find something to bust people on. Instead of just leaving people the... One moment, please. Instead of just leaving people the alone, they've got to get involved in this drug war. I got news for all you people. People are going to put whatever chemicals into their body that they want. You can't pass laws that tell you that you can't do something that you feel you have the right to do, like owning a gun and like putting chemicals in your body. Everyone agrees that your body is your own. And if you want to destroy it, you have the right to destroy it with whatever chemical you choose, alcohol, cigarettes, tobacco, pot, coke, heroin, whatever you want to stick inside your veins, whatever smoke you want to stick it up your nose or put up your head, you have the right to do that. 
you have the right to destroy yourself because it's your sad, pathetic life. And if that's what you want to do with your carcass, then it's your right. And no one should have the right to pass a law against it. And you know what? They can pass all the laws they want. No one's going to change their behavior. If they outlawed guns, no one would get rid of their guns. No one, no one who is a gun owner would get rid of their guns if they made guns illegal. Same thing with the drug thing. No one, they're illegal. Everyone who wants to smoke, smokes. Everyone who wants to snort, snort. It doesn't stop anyone. The sex laws, they could pass all the laws in Alabama that they want against vibrators. You know what? Everyone's still going to get off. Vibrators are going to be contraband. Oh, hey, what a great idea. Smuggling vibrators into Alabama. The latest contraband. Uh, can you see it now? Cigarette boats, you know, taking them over there to the, to the, to the border and the trucks. And, and we're going to be hiding vibrators and Benoit balls inside of our hubcaps. What kind of ridiculousness are we talking about? 1025 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Boog Shambi? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. It is the tackiest thing I've ever seen. I'm a swing cop, not your average cop. I'm a swing cop, I like my job a lot. And I'm looking for a place where the action never stops. I'm a swing cop, my mama used to dress me up. I'm a swing cop, a macho way to be tough. I'm gonna be busting everybody for having too much fun. When I go to duty, my life is full. But that's not the only thing I like to pull. I worship him, he was my kind of man. And I pour hot wax right now, I Up against the wall. I thought you'd give him head. Up against the wall. And your legs were spread. Up against the wall. I'm gonna haul you away and make everyone in the community safe. I'm a swing cop. I take the swing down to his home. I'm a swing cop, but I can't score on my own. I'm the pleasure police with the great big purple bow. Ten thirty exactly on five sixty WQAM. I don't know why I said exactly. Radio stations don't have the right time. Let me dispel that myth right now. We set our clocks by by whatever, not the atomic clock or anything like that. I just bring my you know, Casio watch in. And that's, that's how we sync our clocks. We have no idea what the right time is, do we, Robert? No, we use the atomic clock. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Who does that? I do. You do? I oh, go upstairs and set it every night. You, by the atomic clock? So like I said, we have the exact right time here. It's 1030 on 560 WQAM. 5670560 in date or Broward. In date, obviously, you have the dial 305. You know that. Pound 560 on the Mobile One cellular line. And uh, if you want to call and talk, if you don't, don't. I don't care. We've got Crystal Method and Filter together again for the very first time later on when the calls run out. Homestead, hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing all right. I've never got an opportunity to talk to you on the air. Well, good. It should and be I've a tried first, first time. A uh, couple things to talk about. One you hit on right when I dialed in, and I missed about six seconds of it. What happens to a guy uh, who obviously has guns in his home? Right. And cops break in. It's happened. In the wrong so place. You're saying it's happened and the guy got charged. The guy killed the cop. No, the guy actually the guy opened fire on the cops, so they opened fire on him, and guess what? There were more cops. 
and he was permanently disabled, and he's suing, and they say, no, you can't sue because the cops are right and you're wrong. And it was the wrong address. And it was the wrong address. No. And it was just some schmo. He had no drugs. He had no nothing. He had a handgun that he was licensed to own. And some people started bashing through his door in the middle of the night. The guy wakes up. He hears somebody bashing through his door. Guess what? He picks up his gun and he starts emptying it. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Well, anyone who's a gun owner, that's exactly why you have a gun in your house. I live out in the country. And everybody I know has guns. Right. Everybody. Exactly. Everyone. Everyone. Teenagers. My teenage friends. My grade school friends had guns. They had collections of guns already. That's what I have. Right. I collect. There you go. I haven't shot them in ages, but I collect. There okay, you go. Second thing, uh -huh. circle. I, I, don't, I don't believe it should be moved. I believe it should be left intact where it is. Okay. Some form or other. I, like I said, I've got very mixed feelings about it because, uh, yes, I understand on the one hand millions and millions of dollars, but on the other hand, I'm a, I'm a sentimental man, as uh, Don Vito would say. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I have a lot of white man guilt about the Indians, the, the um the Indian I don't thing. Have guilt. I'm just tired of developers, you know, chewing. Well, up. yeah, that's the, and that's another good point. We have lots of buildings in downtown Miami. Yeah. Last time I checked, but we only have one Tequesta Stonehenge thing. That's true, and we only have one waterfront, which is being eaten up by the oh, acre. Well, yeah. So okay. And you, I'll, you mentioned I'll, I'll put you down for okay, you. Uh, don't move it. Okay, you mentioned Egypt. Uh, I was in Egypt about 14, 15 years ago. How did it smell? And oh, it was wonderful. Wonderful okay. country, and they loved the Americans back in the really. Place. Yeah, and of course they had to buy. Uh, Blew up a jet right after we flew through uh, Athens. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, really? It was very interesting. But they moved the temple right. uh, back in the late fifties. They moved an entire uh, temple complex, actually two temples, uh, one hundred and sixty-five feet. Is that that temple of Karnak? No, you're no, talking about the big, the big monolithic things. Abu Simbel. When they right, that's that's the one when they built that dam. Yes, when they built the Aswan Dam, they moved right. the temple one hundred sixty-five feet up, mm -hmm. and we were there. And they, they had to build a mountain to contain it, right. a concrete mountain to contain this temple. And you cannot tell, except for the saw marks, sure. uh, that it was actually... Well, I saw a, like a documentary on it, showing them sawing it up. Yeah, it was, it was, it's, I'm telling you, that's a wonderful country to visit. And I'd love to. I want to visit all those old ruined places. A Nile tan is the best tan. Okay. Okay. So that's, uh, I think you, you, would, you would enjoy a Nile tan, George. I would. Yes, sir. I would. One of these days when I have some money, I'll travel. You could do that. Beyond North Carolina. Zena is very camp. Oh really? Extremely I want to touch. I want to touch the uh, you know the ruins. I want to hug a, a a pillar. You can do that. And what they're doing actually uh, in Karnak, uh, they're uh, in the Temple of Karnak. They're rebuilding or, or trying. They're trying to maintain the ruins. Well, what's the temple that they have at the Met in New York? I don't have a clue. When you mentioned that earlier, I was like, "What's he talking about?" It's a big. It's inside a big glass enclosure, and it was reassembled exactly the way that it was laid out. And you I've, go there, and, and there you are. You're in Egypt. It takes you right back. I haven't heard a thing about that. I don't know anything Oh, it's, it's spectacular. And I've I could have stayed there all day, and then the wife dragged me over to the modern art wing where I got to see wonderful works of art like square <laughs> rectangular piece of metal. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you need to go to Egypt. Three blotches in the middle of white canvas. Ooh, that's you need to go, George, you need to go to Egypt because what, they're rebuilding these temples, and what they finally decided to do, well, the Sphinx is falling apart because mm -hmm. of the, uh, the right. salt in the, in the Right. Earth is eating the uh, stone. Uh -huh. But as they patch them, they're using concrete. Uh -huh. And instead of trying to make it look like it was built, uh -huh. they're leaving the concrete gray. Mm. So you, no, it's, oh. it's cool because you can see where it's been patched. Oh, okay. So it, I mean, it looks original, but doesn't it, look yucky. No, okay. it looks really cool. And then right. they have all, hundreds of guys, you know, that sit there all day long patching it like a, a four-inch square hole. Wow. So they're serious about it. Okay. Good luck. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Miami. Hello. Miami. Oh, 
Uncle Brian sucks eggs. Yes, yes, we all know that, but we love him anyway, and you have no life whatsoever. He calls all day long, all day long, this guy. He must know him personally. Didn't I hang up on him? Redneck faggot, and then he said the F word. Otherwise, I would have let it go on. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hey, how you doing? All uh, right. I, I, the, uh, that temple over at the Met is, I think it's the Temple of Isis. I think it was another temple that got uh, relocated because of that uh, dam that they built. Okay. It's kind of like, it's not really... the word for it, because I don't remember. I mean, I know that makes me an idiot, because I was there. I should have bought a souvenir, at least. Yeah, I was there, too. <laughs> But I don't remember why they why they moved it, but I'm pretty sure that was the reason why. I bet they probably moved it because uh, some New Yorkers wanted it over there so that they would. Actually, I, the I think what happened was ISIS, uh, the cops raided her and uh, they uh, confiscated her house. And she decided to leave Egypt, right? Yeah. See, okay, they, that's it. That's okay. Thank you very much. The only reason that I'm cool with them moving the circle is because I don't believe anyone is going to go visit it where it is under the bridge there. There's there's nowhere for parking. Uh, it, it should probably be in the courtyard of a museum somewhere, reassembled, refurbished. If there were posts sticking in those holes, you know, put the posts back up. Make it the way that the archaeologists reconstruct it the way that the archaeologists figure that it was when it was uh, brand new and in existence. Recreate the surrounding area in the courtyard of some museum or something like some Indian heritage place. That way the people can go and see it and appreciate it. Where it sits, even though that would be the ideal thing is to leave it right there, I don't think anyone's going to go see it. I don't think it's ever going to be seen. It's only going to be studied by the archaeologists. I mean, I'm not going to drive my child down to downtown Miami and park under a bridge to go see, uh, you know, to quest a Stonehenge, as, as cool as it may be. But if it's at some place with good parking, with a museum, with all kinds of other artifacts or something, you know, maybe with a snack bar and a gift shop. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking event. Mobile in Miami. Hello. George. Yes. Hey, I got a little bit of expertise on this. My religious background, I'm a Wiccan Unitarian. Okay. And, um... A Wicked Unitarian. Wiccan. Yes, I know. Okay. Well, I'm all, I can be Wicked at times also. Um, I'm sure you can. Um, now, uh... I'm heathen you. Exactly. Hey, um, I've seen this where they've tried to move, you know, uh, artifacts that were not destroyed by the Spanish Inquisition mm -hmm. or when the Christians were, you know, conquering Europe. Um, they've tried to move them, to, which, you know, not the same thing as the circle, but in the, you know, the, a similar composition, trying to move it. I've seen it where some of the stuff has been destroyed or heavily damaged. I'm very concerned about Oh, no about question. It's a, it's a delicate procedure, especially because we're talking about coral. Which and, you're talking, and you're talking about people down here in Dade County that don't know what they're doing. I would hope, I would hope that they would import some help. Uh, knowing Dade County and what they just did to Amelia uh, Earhart uh, uh, Park up there, it, mm. uh, you know, uh, it, I don't think they would. But uh, I actually think they should leave it where, where it is. It would make a very nice park also. Yeah, you understand that the city is broke, and they really need the money from this building. I mean, like I said, I'm torn. I mean, I'm not going to stand in the way of progress or right. anything. But, but picture lifting up Stonehenge and moving it and dumping it in a warehouse. Well, Stonehenge is big. This thing is not. I know, but you know, even picture, picture taking up a lot of the heads from Easter Island and moving them into a warehouse or something before they can develop it. Moai. Exactly. So um, that's what those are called. Right. Right. I, I saw that movie Rapa Nui. Right, and that's a breast in that movie. <laughs> that's why I watched it. Okay, 
but oh yeah, I'm interested in art. But you understand that. You understand what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm I understand concerned that everyone. And see, see, it's the it's, it's, There's an emotional thing going on here, and then, right. then there's a logical thing going on here, and then because, because of my re- religious background, I've you know I've studied it, and you know uh, you know just like the you know we've uh, you know we had to go through the Spanish Inquisition and all that stuff. I'm not, not me personally, of course, but uh, I don't want to see this history lost. Okay. Hey, listen. About are you still a practicing Wiccan? Yeah. So do you go to services? Ah, uh, sometimes. Do they get naked? Ah, uh, no. Wear robes. Okay, you're boring. Okay. Thank okay. you very much. Go away. If you're a Wiccan and you have naked services, please call me up and let me know where your services are being held. Twenty till eleven on five sixty WQAM. Where do you find Jim Mandich? Right where you got it. How's that? Sports Radio 560 QAM. Get down on your hands and knees and lick my boots. What's the matter with lesbian golfers? Can't you tell we really love hitting balls? The only thing that separates us from the men is the country club's bathroom stalls. Girlfriend is also chatty. She's a fan. I'm the butch. She calls me daddy. Must die. at five. Tuna taco. All right. But still, lady, talk to me. My favorite hole doesn't have any number. A green or a fairway. Don't sweat me because I'm a snapper lapper. I play golf and I'm gay. Times I caught in the clubhouse. Golf is the only time to tell out. I'm gay, let's play LPGA. Still, ladies, golf to me. And ride a disgrace, chicks sit on my face. Still, ladies, golf to me. 16 to 11 on 560 WQAM, 5670560 to talk. Pound 560 on the mobile one line, and nobody wants to talk about Xena. I guess that's like I said, it's old news. I, I'm told you I came in late on this thing. Xena and Gabby, uh, you know, they might be playing that whole thing up. And I don't know, you watch the show, right, Robert? Have you noticed how they really like to take baths in that series? They don't have any problem with that. No, we don't have any problem with that, but they're, they're very clean. We thought they were dirty in the ancient days. Apparently, no. They're very clean. They're always taking baths in a river, in a tub, in a, a babbling brook, in, a, in a, uh, a lucid pool, whatever you want. They're always getting them naked and into the baths, to which we say, again, oh! can't have enough cleanliness on those TV series, I can tell you. Miami, hello. Yours. Yes. Hey, how you doing, buddy? All right. Hey, uh, uh, I want to let you know, bro. Mm-hmm. What happened? What's wrong with you? I, I want to speak to Neil yesterday, and you didn't let me, man. What because happened he, with that? Because he doesn't want to talk to any young-sounding people. Hey, hey, you, you, you sound like a straight man, but uh, I think you're more like a bitch, man. Right, right. There you go. See, that's, right? why, that's why Neil doesn't want to talk to you guys. You're obsessed with homosexuality. Let me clue you in, all you little faggot spicks out there, all of these people who are embarrassing me, because they might be Cuban, they might be not. Because uh, once upon a time, the only spicks in this town were all Cubans, but not anymore. Now we're only come for about half of them, the Cubans. But let me tell you something about straight men. Straight men don't care about fags because we're too busy chasing tail. All right, but you people are obsessed with homosexuality, with Neil, who is a gay man, calling him and saying gay crap to a gay man. That makes you a fag. That makes you fags. All right? I don't have conversations about homosexuality unless it's about lesbians. I'm actually a lesbian. At all. 
at all, except maybe once in a while to defend one of my gay friends to some obviously latent homosexual like yourself who keeps calling up. So keep it up. All you're doing is saying to all your boyfriends out there, I'm gay. Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Like that song says, give it to me right up the old rectum because that's what you want. You little fag spick, you. You make me sick and you embarrass me. Here I am traveling all around the country trying to put a, a good face on Cubanism. There are places in this country where the only Cuban that they've ever met was me. And they think that I'm an example of what it is to be a Cuban. And I hope they never meet another Cuban. I certainly hope they don't meet you. Because that would just embarrass me. Embarrass me to death like you people do down here constantly. Mobile and where? Delray? Yes? What do you think? You're in the league of your own or something, asshole? Yeah. It's all day long we're going to get that. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hey, how's it going? All right. Um, I'm along, you know. Trying to I, do I, so. I think we ought to save... What? I think we ought to save the circle. You think I, we ought to save the circle? Yeah, I think they could come up with money from it, too. I mean, there, there could be uh, merchandising, marketing, the T-shirts. Uh, they could sell them at the airport. They could make millions off of it. All, it could they be... Could put the, does Miami have a real gimmick yet? Like, you know how Seattle has a Space Needle and uh, St. Louis has the the Arch... Do we have a gimmick yet like that? Like something that you can only come here to see? That would be it. I mean, hey, as good as anything. It's better than what we got right now, which is nothing. No doubt. I mean, all we got is a black guy from all the uh, muggings and murders. Right, right. Riots, things like that. Exactly. Now, we could, uh, they could put together a free concert or actually charge, you know, tickets, put, you know, put together some special events that they yeah, could make money Yeah, but have you seen that of. little lot? I mean, it's a tiny little tip of nothing land. They would have uh, to clear the area around it to to turn it into like a significant park or anything like that. It, it still wouldn't have to be a huge park just for people to come by and take a look at it. You know, the real money would come from the T-shirts. All right. You know, circle pizzas, go. whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thank you very much. So there, we got to vote. We're going to save the circle, are we? No. Cooper City. Hello. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, the circle. I like to talk about the circle. Okay. I think uh, I should make everybody happy. Right. So the builder is putting a lot of money into this. Thing. Right. And why can't they just put a glass covering over it? Do their uh, archaeology. Well, because have you seen the have you seen the pictures of the buildings that they're going to put well, up there? Can, you know, obviously, the obviously they're going to sink. Obviously, they're going to sink foundations like tens of, of feet deep into the earth, and and they're not going to be able to do it around this thing. They have to they have to, you know, sink stuff. Right where this thing is. Oh, right. Yeah. That's a good idea. You have there. to level it off, dig, dig deep, deep holes, yeah. pour concrete, big concrete pylons, base support things, all this uh, architectural stuff that I know nothing about, but I know that we'll have to have a deep foundation for these skyscrapers. Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. They could, uh, you know, get the, that uh, people mover, people put the people through it, and. Mm -hmm. all I mean, that's a good idea. I mean, that that occurred to me. Oh, yeah, why can't they put this thing in the basement? You can go down there and look at it. Money. Right. You know, unfortunately, it's, uh, you know, what you said is true. What What did I say? You know, they're going to put all these uh, supports there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the way that you have to build a big building like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a house where you can just put a slab on top. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Well, thank you. All right. Have a nice day. No problem. Wow, somebody agreed with me? That'll never happen again. 9 till 11 on 560 WQAM. That's not a cue. I'm just killing time. Radio talk show hosts just do the time and the phone numbers while they're thinking of something to say. Don't be fooled. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yes, hi, George. Uh, Hello. Congrats, congrats on your the show, that noise? Hello. Hello. Yes, how you doing, George? They're, they're playing something upstairs in the control room. Oh, oh. Hold, hold, uh, hold, hold on a second, sir. This is much more important than that. Are you playing anything in there, Robert? 
Why don't you call the geniuses who are in the control room playing something over the air right now that there's another show going on, not in their room, and they're putting crap on the air? This is incredible. Oh! Maybe we should just sit here and listen to it. Oh, it stopped. Maybe they figured it out. Where's that guy that I put on hold? There you are. Is this you? How you doing, sir? They're doing it again. Just keep talking. We'll uh, we'll plot along. Are you hearing that on your radio? Uh, well, I have the radio off. Let me see it again. They only they only do this when I'm on. You realize all the uh, the malfunctions and the breakdowns and the uh, lack of consideration and we don't care if we get you on on time. All that I, happens when I'm on. I say it's a conspiracy, George. I know it is. They have no respect here. They have no respect for for um, QAM in general in this company, but they certainly don't have any respect for this show. Go ahead. Uh, listen, I want to put my vote in for that circle. I you, mean, you want to put your if, bones into the circle? If, if, if there's a vote, I mean, I wish, I wish they could preserve it somehow. And I mean, why can't they just build a building on top of it and make an exhibition? Like I explained to the guy before, because a, a building that tall is going to have to have deep foundations, and they have to dig deep holes right where that circle is. Oh, oh deep, well, deep look, holes, deep supports, or otherwise the building will fall right over. You see. Like, well, then, like one, one of your previous callers said before, I mean, uh, it would be a great park. There's okay, a lot of concrete around park. there. Now, on second thought, listen, I was listening to that well, little great. speech. Well, not great. It would be a small park. Go ahead. <laughs> listening to that speech, that, oh, and yesterday also a lot of speech called, called Neil, and they called you. Right. And they, they actually These harassed you. These people are obsessed Neil. with homosexuality. That's stupid, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not Cuban, and I'm a speaker, as you can actually right. know. But, figure that but, out. I don't care where they're from. It's just stupid. It's just I think it's just homophobia, like Neil says. It's, it's homophobia. These people are repressed. The only people who obsess about homosexuality, guess what, are homosexuals. They As want it. Baby. People could give a crap. They want it. <laughs> they they do want it. Thank you. Thank you very Thank much, you. sir. Those those of us who are straight don't care where other people are putting their penises. More for me, as George Carlin would say, ripping him off when he was on with uh, with Dennis Miller, who I hate. More for me. You know, I wish I were the only straight guy on earth. I may be the only straight Cuban. So I don't know, because with the machismo thing, that's the only explanation that I can think of for the whole machismo thing. The whole having to prove that you're a man constantly. I, I take it that you didn't get a hold of anyone up there. Because uh, did you get a busy signal? Kept page, ringing. Page Joe. Do you know how to page? I, I know I have no template on my phone. You'll just have to guess which button it is. Page Jokeass. Tello and tell him that some idiots are in the control room playing crap on the radio. This is so unbelievable, but it's just par for the course here on the wonderful uh, Quammer, on the QAM, where amateur hour is our signature, as Hank would say, where we'll put anyone on the air. Anyway, well, let's take this break. Maybe we can make some phone calls or something like that. 6 till 11 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Kim Camper? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Embarrassment. WQAM is proud to bring you the WQAM School of Broadcasting. Yes, you too can have an illustrious career in the wonderful world of radio. If you follow our curriculum, the course is free. Of course, you'll work for free. Call 1-800-WANNABE and speak to our Director of Education, Mr. Lenny Martez. Oh, you want me a broadcaster? Uh, a what? A broadcaster, a broadcaster. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, broadcaster. Well, uh, can you say news? 
Deep. News. 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 No, it's not news, it's news. 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 Uh, I'll take you on a tour. You need help. <sighs> Here, we have the Joe Rose Beginners Course. We, 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 we. Repeat after me, man. We, 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 we. We, 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 we. Over here, we have the effective delivery rules. We know what you need. We need you. Just give us a call. All you gotta do is call us right now. Repeat after me. WQAM School of Broadcasting provides you with the essential tools you'll need to make your wet radio dreams come true. I mean, uh, one from true. Eleven oh one on five sixty WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale. There you go, legal ID. I didn't want to play that swoosh thing. It's too long, and it says the Neil Rogers Show, which everybody knows that it is, but it's not Neil this week. Yada yada yada. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. And I just, uh, it's done now. It's over now. Did you ever actually talk to anyone? There you go. Cut off in the dark. We might as well be on an, on an island. We might as well be on Easter Island like that guy talked about before because that's the way that it works here. This is the most clueless place I've ever been at in my life. And, and, and if, if one more person, salespeople mostly, like when I'm going upstairs around 5, 5.30, something like that because I'm working, if one more person says to me, what are you still doing here? I'm, I'm going to just haul off and hit them. Because, first of all, by asking that question, you're admitting that you have no idea what a radio show is, what it takes to put one on, what goes on behind the scenes. So you're just saying, I'm an idiot. I don't know. I've never been inside a radio station, number one. Number two, uh, I'm working. You know, Neil gets to show up around nine-ish and leave at two because he's the host and he has made his bones and he has paid his dues. But other things have to happen. The magic elves don't make the sounds come out of the box. All the little... And no, God. Boy. These things, all of these things, all of these things, don't get into the boxes, into their respective storage places without someone actually editing them, auditioning them first, editing them, put them in places. It's a multi-step process sometimes. It's a redundant process back and forth. I've transferred the contents of the DCS uh, like five times already. Thousands, thousands, almost 3,000 cuts in there. And I've had to transfer the content from one place to another, from cart to reel, reel to DCS, DCS to dat, dat to this, this to dat, 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 dat. All of these things have to be done every day. Editing tape, 
listening back for uh, you know drops like like the Neil God thing. That's where that came from. Is uh, from from Orlando. Neil God. That was uh, a phone call that Orlando made to Neil, and I heard it. He didn't, and, and you know Neil God started something big. Okay. Okay. These are things that producers do, but no one understands that in this place. I mean, generally speaking, there's ignorance, but mostly it's outside the building. People say, oh, so what exactly do you do? And, of course, they've never been inside a radio station, so you don't expect them to understand. But the people who work in the joint with you, you think by now would have half a clue that radio shows, however simple they might sound on the air, have a lot of things going on that have to be done on a daily basis. Oh, so what are you doing here? I'm working here, asshole, which is something that you don't do because you're in sales, so you're just taking the money and running. Hi, Leah. Hello. Hey, George. Hey. Hey, how come the only talented person on radio is Howard Stern? Uh, I don't know. Howard Stern is not talented. He's a farce. He's a New York state of mind. I'm so tired of all these Howard ass kissers and like you. And by the way, anyone with a Spanish accent who calls talking about Howard is a Puerto Rican. The Cubans are all Neelys. All the Puerto Ricans are from New York. We have more Puerto Ricans from New York than we have from Puerto Rico. And these are all the Howard suckers. I haven't heard a funny, witty, clever, intelligent, uh, scintillating, provocative, shocking word out of Howard Stern's mouth. And I've listened a lot, just waiting for something to happen that lived up to just a little bit of the hype. And all it is is shaving beavers and uh, I am so good, I am so great. He's the drone to me. I call him the drone because it sounds like somebody stuck a microphone inside a beehive. All I hear is a steady droning sound when I listen to that show. Occasionally broken up by Robin cackling, which is a waste of her talent because she actually has a brain. Watch her on Jeopardy all the time. She kicks ass. Mobile in Coral Springs, hello. Hey, how you doing, George? All right. Um... Listen, the, um, you remember the movie they made in the 70s about the uh, people who built uh, a housing project in California on top of an old Indian burial ground? Poltergeist? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was hoping they'd do with this high-rise. You know, and then all of a sudden... Uh, and then the ghost of the Tequestas come and kill them? Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> the whole building would get haunted and start to self-implode. Okay. The reason why I'm saying that in sort of a sarcastic way, I haven't heard any of the Indians in the down here in, the, in South Florida, and there's some uh, wealthy uh, Indian communities down here. Um, yeah. I haven't heard any of them offering uh, to um, put any of their money in. It might be, it might be going on. We just, haven't, just because we haven't heard about it yet doesn't mean that it might not be going on. They are going to have to raise private funds to do whatever it is that they're going to do with this thing. So I, who knows where that money is going to come from. Um, but has it been, been established that this is really a historical spot? Oh, yeah, yeah, because they found, I mean, first of all, just the circle and the posts and, and the configuration of, of the holes where they speculate that posts were set in order to, uh, to mark solstices and equinoxes and things like that. And they've also found the bones and the teeth and the arrowheads and things like that. So it's a genuine um, Tequesta site. And the, the significant part is that we thought that the, the, the Tequestas were just a very barbaric tribe of Indians. This implies that they actually had a knowledge of calendar making and they, you know, astronomy, uh, things like that. Oh well, one other and one other thing, you're right about uh, putting on a lot of time about the radio show. Um, almost 30 years ago, I used to work at WFMT up in Chicago mm-hmm. um, when putting, helping to put together the Saturday midnight special show, mm-hmm. and that was uh, using old analog stuff and. Well, it was state-of-the-art at the time, but that was a Saturday night show, and they used to start uh, putting that show together on uh, Wednesday. Right. So there's a lot of time uh, off the air to put a, sure. that's needed to put a show well, on. A bunch of, like, thousands of little things that, that 
that come up on a day-to-day basis. That, you know, every day you you figure out that there's a new part of your job that you didn't know existed the day before. And and I love it, and it's great, and it's challenging, and it's fun, and it takes up a lot of hours. But but God, these people piss me off around here. They're just so stupid. Anyway, I was I was uh, telling your engineer, um, or your uh, that I can you can't hear whatever's bothering you on the air. I'm listening Sorry. on a real high quality old Marantz AM tuner. Oh, okay. So it's not going on the air. It's just feeding down here for some reason. Yeah, see, it's not picking up on, on your mic uh, on the air. Weird. Well, it's coming out of our monitors. No. All right. Not anymore, though. Thank you very much, sir. Okay. Eleven oh seven, eleven oh eight. Well, somewhere in between there. Eleven oh seven and a half on five. Don't don't get get worried. I'm not going to go anywhere yet. I'm going to take this call. This is going to be another uh, crank. I can tell right now. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, George. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, George, um, you know, I was listening to all these asshole homophobics that call you. Yes. And, uh, you know, let me tell you something. I had a very good friend of mine. I'm straight. I love women. I'm Cuban. Right. And, uh, but oh, I had a very... Be, all right, we have two straight Cubans in the city. Okay. We're going to count them up today. Okay, but I, I had a very good friend of mine who was gay. And he, he had AIDS. He died of a heart attack. And you know what? I, I, felt, I, I, was, I felt good around him. You know, we didn't, he, ha, he did his thing. I did my thing. And it wasn't a problem. I, I think all these assholes that call you, they, they're deep down, they're gay. No, not even wanna... deep down, not deep down, right under the surface, buddy, right yeah. under the veneer. And they're as gay you know as the day is I, long. I can guarantee you if a gay man talks to him five minutes, they'll be in bed with him. Uh, that, five that, five that, minutes? That... You're giving him too much credit. <laughs> Yo, they're, well, they're out at the Warsaw. Does that even no. open anymore? I have no idea. And another thing, you and Neil do a great job, man. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Bye. Neil does a great job. I just kind of do my best to stay along, to, to keep up with the old man. Oakland Park, hello. Hey, um, hey um, I, I have an angle that no one has ever um, brought up on this. Can't wait uh, to hear on, it. On the circle. Please. It should, why it should stay exactly where it is. Okay. Um, see, uh, when they build that thing, they have to know, they have to take into consideration where it is on the planet. And uh, it has a lot to do with the longitude and the latitude. Mm-hmm. And that's why it should stay exactly where it is. Okay. Um, now, one thing they could do, if they're going to move it, is move it exactly uh, the same place, um, uh, north latitude, west. You know, and then uh, it wouldn't be too much of a difference. See, I don't know if this thing was just to, built to chart the uh, the sun and the moon, but it might have been also built to uh, chart the planets as well, at least one or two of them. Okay. So uh, that's why it should. Stay, I don't know. That's why I should say exactly where it is. All right. See, if if you move it like uh, you know to, to the North Pole, you know it. it Oh no, no question. You know, it 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 won't it won't have the same signal. I'm not suggesting. I mean, we want to keep it in the community. So, however yeah. far they move it, I mean, like maybe you around Bayfront somewhere. You know, where they right next to the uh, the torch thing, mm-hmm. that uh, friendship thing, torch. Mm-hmm. But if they move it uh, the same the same uh, latitude directly west, mm-hmm. uh, then they, they they could still use it in the same way. I don't think the two blocks is gonna um, make that much of a difference. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Thanks thank, a lot. Thank you very much. Bye bye. 10 after 11 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Joe Rose, Jeff DeForest, and Steve Goldstein? The first team, right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Can't get enough of those four foul-mouthed kids from South Park? Well, Comedy Central changes attitudes and latitudes with four wise guys from Alabama. Join the laughs on the all-new animated series, Deep South Park. You smell that possum meeting him, Billy? Bet your daddy did your sister every night. So what's your point, Rufus? It's Deep South Park with all the dirty language and ethnic slurs to ensure instant success. I'll come every time I f up some gets in the with the sheep. That's because the is a 
and he don't like it's Deep South Park. Just like South Park, except with outrageous southern accents. Oh, my God! Thank you, Billy Bob! You Yankee bastard! Oh, well, let's go hunt some roadkill. Deep South Park, coming soon to Comedy Central. 11.15 on WQAM, 5670560 in Dade and Broward, pound 560 on the AT&T cellular line. Uh, two, open dates in, two open dates in Broward. That's what I was going to say. Two open lines in Dade and two open lines in Broward. I was going to say two open lines in Dade and Broward. And if people don't start talking, I'm playing Crystal Method and Filter together again. Uh, I like both versions, although I like the version with Filter much better. And that's what I'm going to be doing back and forth over and over again. And I also have some mono. I only started playing a little bit of it, that half-hour sit-in show. Have you heard mono yet, Robert? Never heard it before. You, you've heard Portishead. Yes, I have. Along the same lines as that. I said that to Joe Castello, and he goes, Portis what? So anyway, Miami Beach, hello. Miami Beach. Yeah, hi. You know, uh, for anorexic people, instead of the fingers down the throat, you can just play Boca Bryan. Okay. There he is, lifeless and obsessed with Boca Bryan. You have no life, sir. You have no life whatsoever. Mobile in Miami, hello. George, how you doing, man? All right. Hey, another straight cube here, man. All right, we got That's three. three now. Three. <laughs> Listen, uh, talking about that, I get a lot of slack. I have a wear a very small hoop on my left ear. Uh oh. And every time I go, you know, like my uncle's house, and you know, I'm a Maricón. Maricón, pero ni, you know, all this crap. I say, guys. Ay, you know, Dios mío, de mi vida, cómo tú vas a ver eso? It's and, and it, the, the the sad, really sad part is, George, that they take it seriously now. I uh, know. I mean, it's well, I guess you know, you know, they have that old. I had, even I thing had an earring. I my I still have a a pierced ear, but I haven't. I got my ear pierced when I was 18. I stopped wearing jewelry when I was 19. So right, so there you right. go. I still have the hole. But anyway, yeah. As far as the stones concerned, George, I'm, uh, what? I might be as far as that uh, as far as that circle is concerned. Yeah. I might be a little bit biased in my opinion. Um, I am in the construction industry, and right. I do stand to make a nice um, amount of pocket. I understand that. I'm not insensitive you know? to people I, uh, who depend on the money that's going to be generated by this uh, this project. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to bury it. Just I, there's ways. There's there's there, uh, there's got to be a way where reasonable people. It's almost the year 2000. Uh oh, Y2K. Uh, yeah. We are high tech. Yeah. You know, there, there. We, we could figure something out. I'm sure we can. One more thing, real quick. Uh, what would? Give me your opinion. I'm a, I'm a smoker. Okay, I smoke the old uh, cannabis and I smoke cigarettes. Uh -huh. Yeah, there, there you go. I'm dating this fox, George. Okay, I mean this girl's a knockout, but it's a real turnoff. She smokes cigarettes, and she not only does she smoke, uh, she dangles them out like out of her lip. You know. Yeah. What, what would you do in a case like that? I mean, she's a good bang. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing, now. There's, oh, hello. What's going on there? There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, and I know. Really, huh? if you if you put pressure on her, yeah. she's just going to resent you. I've I've gone through it with people who smoke cigarettes, but I smoke cigars, so that would make me a hypocrite. Although yeah. I found that that when I'm around people who smoke cigarettes, I light up a cigar, they give me a look, and right, they right. make a face like, uh, oh, that stinks, and I'm like, not like your cigarette, it doesn't. Cigar smells way better than a cigarette any day of the week. Yeah. So, true. so you know that the only thing that so that kind of worked a little bit. I agreed. All right, I won't smoke a cigar if you don't smoke a cigarette. Right. That actually right. had an effect. You know what but I'm saying? Quite smoke with smoke. Just looking at this fox man, and she looks great. As soon as she puts and and maybe there's a way there's a way a little bit more feminine way. This this bitch is like you know like a man smoking. You know. Right. She I could know also, what you're talking uh, about. I, I I yeah I know the look. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, anyway, man, have a good weekend and one more thing. All right. Thank you very much. That's excellent. Eleven nineteen on five sixty WQAM, mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. 
Mobile, Miami right. Beach. Oh, hello. Oh, boy. Call back, sir. Breaking up. Can't talk to you that way. Mobile and the cables. Mobile okay. cables. Is that me? That's you. Okay, sorry. George, I do like when you fill in. You're better than uh, anybody, any filler in there I've ever heard. Better than any filler. All right. That's a high compliment, sir. Thank yeah. you very much. Better than uh, spackle. I never turn you off just because you're boring. Uh, okay, I mean, you're not boring. Okay, let's talk to Circle. Let's talk um, Circle, jerk. Yeah. Um, Maybe Circle uh, Pay could sponsor the move. One thing about the Tecastas, they weren't for they weren't considered fierce. They were pretty peaceful people. That, that's one of the things we know because there were some. But I've, I've some heard that from all over. They had that article. They were supposed to be warlike. No, as a matter of fact, they were. They would like they would have women taken from them to serve the Calusas over on the west coast and uh -huh. stuff. And they were basically tried to just defend themselves to, to have their little peaceful existence here. But they were hunters and stuff, and they had I guess they had bows and arrows. But the thing about the circle. And this was I learned from some local natives. They're they're the later natives, but you know these nations and tribes or whatever they are, they seem to hand down this stuff, and they they learn where the things are, and they consider that spot where the circle is very important. It's yeah, like, I, know. I know. Like it won't work if you take it out of there. You know, like you're gonna break it, not break it physically, but I it know, won't work you're anymore. Gonna, you're gonna break the magic or whatever. It becomes this ornament, and like what what the one uh, spiritual leader from the Seminoles, the unaffiliated Seminoles, there, he said. There's, there's all these sites around the world. They're sacred sites, and they kind of work together. And I'm not saying, like, you have to believe all these things. Right, that's what but they believe. They believe, and they believe that desecrating the sites is causing all these uh, other hardships around the world that are unexplainable things yeah. are happening. But when you think about all these people who believe in something like virgin birth oh, yeah, and all the craziness. Oh, yeah, it's no than any you know, other uh, hokum. That's right, it's not. And plus, it's... You know, it's not just another condo site. It's a beautiful piece of bayfront. And the, the fact is, about that particular site, there is good parking there. It's, it's like 2.2 acres. There was already, they, had, they got a whole area set apart for, for parking near the bridge. Well, they and they could put in... Parkade. Oh, a nice multi-level parkade, then there would be some parking there. Yeah, well, they could put in the snack bar, you know, and the gift shop like you talked about. Right. And people could fish off the seawall. We could have some nice shady spots to have lunch. And it just didn't look that big from all the TV stuff that I've been seeing. Yeah, but it's, and I've been by yeah. there a hundred times. I know right where that is. Yeah, but it's two and a quarter acres, you know, for a park. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in other countries, when they do have those kind of sites, there's always people that come to visit them. Right. And, you know... Um, yeah, but that's a little bit off the beaten path for a, right. for a tourist track. But technically, I admit, it could be taken out of the ground. Any owner do that. I mean, okay. Okay. Oh, and, and we're losing you. You're breaking up. 1122 on 560. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, George. Hey, what? Uh, I just thought it was kind of interesting how detrimental the uh, European white male has been to just the world in general. I Absolutely. Mean, no no argument there. I mean, they wiped out entire races. And now uh, in the, the, the Indian thing, The Indian thing is the, the biggest slaughter in human history, the, uh, the slaughter of the American Indians uh, at the hands of the white man. I mean, that's just, that's just one of the many atrocities that's been committed. But now right. we've discovered this circle, and now they still want to commit atrocities. Well, no, let's just we're move. pave right over it uh, indiscriminately. Yeah, let's, let's make a park out of right. it. I mean, let's make a I think building. it's let's interesting. 2,000 years later, and they, they're still out to conquer and conquest, and that's, that's just sure. the most important thing. Hey, that's my comment. You know what? You know, all right, thank you very much. Conquer and, and exploit. That You know what that is, don't you? Esa la manera guana. Or Spanish or whatever else you want to, you know, any of the, any of the uh, white European folks. And that's, that's exactly the way that it is. They went to Cuba and they killed all the Indians and imported workers from Africa and exploit, exploit, exploit. They came over here, exploited. 
treated the Americans like crap, like the Americans are the new natives, and the Cubans treated them like crap, which is why one of the many reasons that they embarrassed me besides all that machismo business. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless, wireless line. Nobody wants to talk about Xena. I can't believe that nobody wants to talk about Xena. I want insight into that. I want to find out which episodes are the bath episodes and what's in store for next season. Are we going to have more baths and more back rubs? I saw one of those. Um, they were they were doing a bath thing, and I think Gabby was, was giving Xena like a, a shoulder massage. <sighs> wow. I just I love the Amazonian types. I, if you ever saw the wife, it would uh, it would bring it home for you. I love the Amazonian types. Those big, powerful, skull-crushing women. They just they really do it for me. Mobile and Perrine, hello. All right, maybe if I press the button really hard. Mobile and Perrine, hello. Hey George. Yes. yes. Want to thank you for filling in with for Neil. Uh, uh, can't stand the tapes. Oh. Love love you. Thank you. Uh, hetero gringo. Okay. Um, there are, there are more hetero gringos than hetero julios, no question. Well, you're phenomenal, and uh, you know, don't listen to all the others. But I do have a request. Who oh. does the Who does the Deep South Park? I don't know. That was one of one of our comedy services, uh, satellite comedy well, network. We they, need to make a We need to make a phone call for them to them. They don't give them credit. They don't give They don't credit these things. Every once in a while, there'll be a credit sheet, and it's very vague and ambiguous, and it doesn't tell you exactly who did what. Like I had to, I had to bust my ass to find out who did that Buffalo Bill thing, the body augmentation. Uh, but I finally did, and hopefully we can get him to do some, uh, some more stuff for us. We need to get him to do that. Uh, get whoever did that, or Boca Brian, or you know whoever can do something, and get him to do a version of Domino Park. Okay. South Park hey, Domino Park. That's an excellent idea. It's funny you should mention that because I'm wearing my South Beach T-shirt, which is a takeoff of the South Park. It's got four, four kids that look. Uh, very similar to the South Park kids, but they're dressed up in South Beach where they got the rollerblade guy and the guy with the joint and the guy with the uh, the sweatshirt and a, and a beer. And it says, "Oh no, they didn't tip Lenny. You bastards, Canadians piss me off." Yeah, and we need to we need to get a Domino Park version for all our Julio friends. Very good, good idea. All right, George, thanks very much. You bet. Bye love bye. you. I love you too. And I hope that hung up because I had to press the button like five times to, in order to get it to hang up. So if nobody calls, we're going to play Filter Crystal Method. I'm going to talk about the Maoris. Because that person that called about Easter Island reminded me, in that movie, Rapa Nui, with, about Easter Island, there is a woman, an actress, who's, uh, I don't know if she's Australian or from New Zealand, and I don't even know her name, but she was also in the movie Once Were Warriors. Did you ever see that movie, Robert? Excellent, excellent movie. Highly recommended. Everyone should see the movie Once Were Warriors, which is about the Maori in New Zealand set in modern times. Great movie. Lots of actions, uh, uh, fights, lots of bar fights, scumminess. It has everything. But it also has this, uh, they do a thing in New Zealand called a haka, which is, it isn't a dance and it isn't a chant and it isn't a song. It's a ritual of aggression that they would do before they went into battle. And they do it a little bit in this movie, Once We're Warriors. And I've, I've even gone online trying to find out where I can get a videotape of just Maoris doing the haka. And, and hopefully, preferably, some kind of an instructional video with like a lyric sheet so that I can learn how to do it too because it is the coolest thing that I ever saw in my life. Again, it's a, it's a totally different art form. How often do you find a brand new art form that you never saw before? It isn't a song. It isn't a chant. It isn't a dance. It's all of those things. It's, it's all of these things. And, and, and none of those things and more. So it's, it's something that you've got to see. I can't even explain it. I can't even explain it. And when you, t- and when you have the face tattoos going or the face paint, it's really bizarre looking. 
1127 on WQAM. I don't do my job as well when I'm constipated. Check my chair, my dirty underwear, my ski mask, my fake beard, and my clothes. You can strip my walls, and you can take my balls and the handkerchief I use to blow my nose. And you can take my knife, my courier and eyes, my toothbrush, and my can of apple cheese. You can take my pants and that lamp I bought in France and that naked picture of A.C. and Joe Green. But don't take my art, my Andy Warhol art. Keep your fat hands off my Heisman Trophy, too. Because if you take my art, my Andy Warhol art, I might do something you might not want me to do. You know what I mean, baby? Don't take my art. Cause that's stuff I like and I can't let it pass. Cause if you touch my art, my Andy Warhol art, I'm gonna kick my Bruno's right upside your ass. Yeah, on five sixty WQAM five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I just had to play that because I know Neil already discussed it yesterday, but the uh the guy that bought his uh, jersey and set fire to it. And I think they ought to take all of his trophies and possessions, his Heisman Trophy, his tchotchkes, his memorabilia, his scrapbook, make a big bonfire out of it, throw his ass on top, and torch the whole goddamn thing. That's what I think ought to happen with OJ. Miami, hello. Hey, what's up, George? What's going on? You hit it right on the head when you were talking about the Amazon women. Oh, Oh, dude. As also, like, you know, the Julios refer to them as tremendo caballo. Yeah. Like, what a horse. And then, like, yeah. Tony Montana would call them, that's a panther, baby. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, big and tall with, like, black hair. Like, not, right. not like, bodybuilder type, because that's kind of nasty, but, like, just thick at the shoulders, thick at the arms. tone and not, you know, like, they, as long as they don't look like they take steroids. As long yeah, as it's nice and lean and mean in tone. Because Lucy Lawless, I mean, I never noticed her before, but she is kind of fly, like, if you think about it, you know, because she's all tall and, like, right. thick. But, like, she looks a lot better on the show, though. They make her look, you know, because in person she looks kind of thin, actually. Well, well like I said, yeah, I saw her when she came out on Howard. The costumes that they dress these women up in on that show. Yeah, well. Their she, wardrobe person deserves some kind of an award. Yeah, but I know what you mean about that. Yeah. And the ripping off sound effects, too. We ought to sue them. On Hercules and on Xena, they, like, totally butcher, like, all the Greek. They do. And like, I hate Hercules. I mean,. I mean, first of all, Kevin Sorbo doesn't look anything like the mythological Hercules is supposed to, and I know it's not supposed to have anything to do with it. No, and it's all like plastic He looks like a wuss. That's not Hercules. And it's Hercules all like needs to be a big guy, big strapping guy. It's all like flapsticky and like you know right, like, they use right. like modern day like like don't go there. I've actually heard them say oh, that there. I know. It's a horrible show. As a matter of fact, you know what? It's really good to watch with the volume off. Then it's a good show. If you turn the volume off and put on some music or you're playing a computer game or something, that's then it's a good, really good show. You know how you were talking about, like, the Cubans with the maricón? Maricón. Well, if there's anything that Cuban parents, and I'm going to tell you a story, that if there's anything they hate more than earrings, it's tattoos. Oh, I never even thought of that, but I guess... No, 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 because they automatically, when they think of tattoos, they think of people that came over in the Mario boat right, with right. the tattoos that say... Chuso. Chuso. 
Exactly. Right. And like, dude, I had Abuela, a really... Abuela will smack you so hard. I had a really bad experience because I, I like got a crazy infection from a tattoo I got. So like, uh-huh. and I had just moved back into my mom's house. So I mean, I'm telling you, I was rotting away. Right. And I, I was like desperate to go to a doctor because I was actually concerned for my health. I thought I had gangrene. <laughs> That's how bad I got. And I absolutely, under no circumstances, could tell my mother. Because yeah. if she found out, she would drop them on the spot. Right. So it was right. like, they absolutely hate it. And imagine me. I mean, I've got earrings and a nose ring and a tongue ring. So they think wow. I'm tremendo, marico. Tremendo, mar- when I had my hair, I, I used to have long hair, like about to the middle of my back. And I used to hate going over to visit La Familia because as soon as I walked in the door, we're talking, there were old ladies in my family that would smack me. Niño, chusmo, maricón, niña. All over the place. It was sad. Yeah, you should try going into your family's house with two earrings. No, no. Then don't think you'll take it in the, you know what. No, no. Yeah, I know. All right, George. Rectum. Oh, that's a little bit delayed. I was on the wrong bank. Thank you, sir. There we go. I think I think that's, that's another straight Cuban. I'm not sure. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, George. Hello, Hello. yes. Caller. You there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm calling about, I have an issue with a guy that says Europeans exploit, I guess, the uh, the Americas. We're talking about uh, history. Throughout well, history. It, it's not European history that they have a monopoly on exploiting people. It's human nature to exploit people. Oh, sure, it is human nature to I exploit mean, yeah, people. They, thank God the Europeans came here because they were sacrificing uh, oh, young virgins. Oh, for crying of, out loud. Oh, wait, the Mayans. What, 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 listen, what the Mayans were doing, and I'm not going to defend them because they're losers, they lost. Um, what the Mayans were doing was nothing compared to the Inquisition and the Crusades. They would slaughter whole cities. White Christian Europeans slaughtered entire cities. What the Indians were doing over here, uh, were, which were sacrificing their enemies, by the way, just putting their enemies to death as part of a religious ritual, right, but that's if, all if, they were doing. If, and it's, it's not human nature that if these Mayans were able to branch out throughout the world, they wouldn't do anything as the, the white Europeans the Aztecs, would do? The Aztecs oppressed all of their neighbors, which is why 600 Spics, a boatload of Spics, were able to conquer them by by uh, allying themselves with all of the enemies that the Aztecs had already made. That was exactly right. I don't cry for the Aztecs. I cry for the other Indians that were, that were over here, North American Indians mostly, and the, and the Indians in the Amazon, which are living accord, in accord with nature, never bothering their neighbors. Okay, all right. The ones that up in the Northwest, yeah. the ones that do the potlatches, I don't know the names of the tribes, right. but they I heard enslaved the each name. other after tribal warfare. They enslaved... Their own people, the, the North American Indians, they didn't, they, you know, every little, a little raid here, a little raid there. It was nothing. It was nothing like what the white man did to them, decimated them. Uh, the, the best estimate is that there were about 150 million. Well, I'm not saying they didn't decimate them. used to about 100,000. But if biggest. any other race had the power and the grouping of what the Europeans had, it's just human nature. So you're, the Chinese, I mean, look what the Japanese did to the Chinese in World War II. Right. Look what the Chinese did to the Tibetans. Right. So, you know, we can't generalize and say it's just the Europeans. Oh, no. It's all over the world. See, no, there's one thing. In, in and Europe and in Asia, we're, 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 we're talking... Hookers. There's, there's, there's war, war and skirmishes over here, over there. What, what, what happened over here was a slaughter. What happened over here was near genocide, if not total genocide, in the case of many Indian tribes, like the Tequestas down here, the Kootenai in Montana. Many Indian peoples wiped out. That didn't a lot of it is not just from warfare. A lot of it was diseases. Warfare, so diseases. You could say so some of it was unintentional, but it's not European nature. They don't, they don't have a monopoly to wipe bottom out. Line, bottom line, sir, they would have been a lot better off if we'd never shown up. 
right? Uh, well, when you want to go back to the Stone Age, that would be okay. But there, there is, you know, modern society. It could have been, and, it could have been done would, a lot nicer. It could have been done a lot nicer. Well, if if we never showed up, Germany would probably own the world at this point. Okay. Because America wouldn't be created. Thank you very much. There you go. Okay. No, no, no question. There you go. He just he just turned me around because anything that we can do to stick it to those Germans, I'm a, I'm up on. Twenty one till twelve on five sixty WQAM. Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line sixteen till twelve on WQAM. And the only real big guilt problem that I have as far as the uh, the white man guilt with the Indians. That's why I played the gay Indian because we're talking about Mariconis and uh, we got into the Indian thing. Oh yeah, because of the circle. Is yes. Uh, throughout human history, every group of humans that ever had an edge over their neighbors used that edge to conquer and exploit their neighbors. That's the human. One moment, please. I want to make sure I'm on the right bank. Get off of there. That's the human f***ing way is what it is. But the problem that I have uh, in North America, South America, uh, the Indian treatment at the hands of uh, Spanish, English, whatever, you name it, Dutch, French, even though the French were the nicest people, is that we violated we broke every treaty we ever made with the indians uh the north american indians especially had a very uh different perspective on lying in other words it, it like didn't really exist in the way that we know it when a man gave you his word that really meant something to them lying saying that you would do something and then doing something else did really not exist widespread in their culture so when the white white man gave them their word saying we well, all right we're not going to kill you anymore and they broke it. Basically, the white man, a treaty for the white man was just uh, uh, buying time so that they could get more cavalry troops into, into position. Speaking of cavalry, did you ever see Little Big Man? Very good movie, Dustin Hoffman, who I'm not crazy about, but that was a good movie. And in that movie, uh, Custer, right before he got slaughtered, is talking to Sitting Bull, or one of those Indian chiefs. And the Indian chief is saying, why are you killing us? Why are you re relocating us? Why are you doing all of these bad things to us? Why are you doing all of these things to us? Uh, you know, we didn't do anything to you. This is our home. We were here first. And Custer tells him quite plainly, you are a militarily defeated nation. You're paying the price for being backwards. That's exactly what he says. And that is the way that it works in human history. Whoever has a technological edge, uh, better weapons, better warfare tactics will use those practices on their neighbors and exploit them. If only we hadn't done all those treaty violations, if only it was a, a, a fair fight, then I wouldn't feel so bad about it. But it wasn't a fair fight, and, and we killed them all, practically all of them, and the least we could do is uh, save their stinking circle. Anyway, Medley, hello. George, what's up? Hey. I heard you talking earlier about the earrings thing. Yeah. so bad in the Cuban families that I'm not allowed in my girlfriend's house with earrings, bro. There you go. How's that? Dude, you don't want to be a maricon in your girlfriend's house. Oh, yeah. Nowhere near a maricon, and I'm considered one. Right. Here's another thing. And you know how you were talking about the producer thing, you get bits from other shows and whatever? Right. One time I heard Geldy say, holy cow. That would have been great. <laughs> sure. All right, George. All right. Thanks Thank very much. I don't even know. It, it, this is so funny because I put all of these bits in here, all of these drops and all of these bits, and I have absolutely no idea what they're under. Holy cow. Where the hell am I? North Miami Beach, hello. NMB. Hey, Jorge. Hey. How about how about having an Italian parent and a, and a Cuban parent coming home with an earring? You must get smacked from the left and the right. <laughs> Kicked ass. There you go. Uh, that was a long time ago. 
But anyway, um, I wanted to touch base on this jerk that called a few minutes ago defending... Which one? Well, the one that was defending the European influence on the American... Oh, yeah. You know, uh, I had a same argument, believe it or not. I mean, you know, we're all real happy. Right. Because we're here, and we've got all this real estate that we stole, so, you know, it's not like we're complaining, but, mm, you know, yeah. it was wrong. Right. I know. And to touch further on that, I had an argument with this promise keeper. Oh, boy. Yeah, who was telling me that... that the Indians were uh, were 100% better off when the Jesuit Catholic oh, sure. European influence came to them. Oh, said, yeah. So the points I brought up were simply, yeah, we introduced them to alcoholism. And alcoholism. Painted TV blankets right. that we traded we with them. Refined sugar that rotted their teeth. Right. Uh, the death marches. We de Yeah, we destroyed all their land, their uh, hunting grounds. We far better them. off. They're, yeah, they're much better off uh, in the reservation, crowded onto the reservation. And can't you tell? Don't they look so happy? Right. So that was just my point. I, there, there's, there's no comparison to the way they were. They were innocent children in the right. Garden of Eden. Uh, they were really raped and fooled and, and into submission by us, by the so-called European Gentile, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. good-hearted people right. who wanted to, uh, you know, soothe their souls. And the same yeah. thing happened yeah, all through throughout Central America. There, you know, there's a there's a book out, uh, Fingerprint of the Gods, that talks about that the Incas probably had a library the size of the one that was in Alexandria. The great library in Alexandria. Right. And it was it was burned and destroyed by the Jesuit right. priests. They, they destroyed all of it. As a matter of fact, my favorite thing about the Incas is the, the king offered to surrender as long as they didn't burn his body because they believed that the soul right. always resided in the body. So the Spaniards agreed to that. They said, oh, okay, yeah, you surrender. We won't burn your body. So he surrendered. They killed him and burned his body. Burned his body. There you go. Lovely that's, 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 you know, that's my heritage that I have to be proud about, is how, how uh, the good Christians kept their word when they came over here. I mean, in other words, it wasn't enough to conquer and take these people's land and murder them. You had to uh, lie and go back on your word while you were doing it. I often have the argument that there's no, there's no reason to take pride in anyone's heritage. It doesn't matter. Pride. Right, heritage is not a matter of pride. We're, we're victims of our birth. We didn't get to, to choose. It's not like we're up in heaven having an arm wrestling uh, match to see who gets to be born Jewish. Right, exactly. Know. So you, know, you take matters into your own hand. You have today and hopefully tomorrow, and you, and you change that, right. your present and your future. Right. No shame, no pride about your ancestors. You had nothing to do with that. Absolutely. Okay, sir. Be good. Thank you very much. 10 till, 10 till 12. How does he do this? Mobile in Miami, hello. Hey, George, how you doing? Hi. Doing a good job. No, I'm not. I just stuttered. Didn't you hear that? <laughs> Listen. I just tripped over my tongue. Yeah, what is with all these Latin people and this maricón, maricón type They're thing? They're obsessed. I'm Don't telling understand, you. Understand that a culture wouldn't have machismo as a, as a dominant uh, characteristic if they, if they weren't dominated by homosexuality. Do you understand that real men... Men who know that they are men and men who are straight, men who can find their in the dark, don't have to prove that they're macho. Do you understand? But I mean, you got long hair and all of a sudden you're classified. You got an earring on oh, and you're classified. Well, yeah. It, it's just tiring. I mean, because you, you know, even your friends, hey, buddy, no, hey, hey, yeah. and this and that. I, I, can, I can tell them straight out that isn't. And I tell them in Spanish, my Spanish is like broken because I'm like you. Right, I've been here all my life. Me too. I had, to, I, been, I had to relearn it. I was in Hialeah in 1955. You ever been in Hialeah in 1955? I wasn't born in, I wasn't alive in 55. Oh, anyways, I just tell straight out, hey, yo no soy maricón, yo no se lo meto pa' joderte. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, give them a choice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Okay. All right, guys. Thank Bye. you very much, sir.
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Two open lines in Dade and two open lines in Broward. I actually said it right that time. Miami, hello. George, how you doing, man? All right. Good job. With what? Hey, with the show. Oh, please. Hey, the thing about it is... Also, I, feel like, I think by Wednesday I'll actually have this into a groove. Yeah, right? Hey, I have a couple of things for you. Also, with the Indians, the white man would give them a piece of land saying, okay, this is yours. Right. But then if they would just think there's oil on it or something right. on it that so they I, want, okay, get out, get out of here. Off. We want it. We want right. it back. Mm-hmm. You can't have it anymore. You can have that rocky patch over there. Yeah, there you go. They just kept pushing them further and further until they, you know, they ran out yeah. of land to push them onto. But the thing, also the thing is now... The Indians are finding a way to stick it back to us with the gambling casinos and the big old farmers. I don't see that as as sticking it to us. That that would be a good thing if the criminals and the Mikasukis were allowed to build giant casinos. But they're making millions and millions of dollars, man. Good. More power to them. Hey, I love it. Yeah. uh, Nobody's forcing anybody to go over there to the casinos. And to the guy who defended uh, the Europeans, Mm -hmm. this think about the Vikings who burned and pillaged everywhere they went. That was nothing, man. All right. Uh, the Crusades. Also, the Moors. Right. Let's not forget about them that came over and conquered almost everybody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, anyway. and also the Germanic tribes anyway. who literally tore down Rome. Right. All those Germanic tribes that came down and well, that's, that's that's the point the guy was making is, uh, you know, even in Europe, they were doing that to each other. So why wouldn't we expect them to do it over here? To but it wasn't to that. Oh well, he was also defending them. I mean, yeah. like saying that they had well, people, people just think about it. People don't want to go through life thinking about the fact that you're occupying stolen land. Not only stolen land, but land that was murdered for you. Of you, you killed the occupants and then stole their land. Yep, and then they would just just kill off the chiefs because they knew without the chiefs, right. the rest of the Indian tribe would just disappear. And in, and in Florida, and, and Florida and everywhere south, uh, the Spicks, we Spicks get yeah. to have that uh, that anvil around our necks. The Seminoles weren't even down in South no, Florida. The they Seminoles were in North native. Florida. Right, the Seminoles are not native. I mean, this is, I mean, this is ridiculous. Yes. Oh, well, you have All a right. good one, George. Thank you, sir. Um, why, why are we talking about uh, white man guilt and the Indians? Oh, yeah, the circle, the stinking circle. I like the circle. I mean, I wish it looked a little bit nicer. Maybe if they cleaned it up, you know, put some Bondo in there, some putty, put up some nice colorful poles. I mean, we don't know exactly what was stuck in those holes, so I say, hey, let's speculate. Let's put some striped red and white striped poles with big brass balls on the end there. What do you think? Then maybe we'll get to make a tourist attraction out of it. 6 till 12 on WQAM. Where do you find Hank Goldberg? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Indian killer. On the good ship, uh, Miss Dad, it's a slave ship, and it's very hot when you roll all day. Get with you on the back with change. It's a wooden ship, and it smells a lot like an armpit or a bad egg fart. And when you die of disease, they throw the body in the sea. in a hole, no toilet, for your pillow is a rat. And if you complain, oh no! 
white never be to with the rusty chains. But the slave ship, they don't serve no food. When you get seasick, they feed it back to you. Life is very hard on the good ship of the star. 12 noon on 560, WQAM 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, two open lines in Dade, two open lines in Broward. Nobody responded to my Maori haka thing. Uh, why, should, why would I believe that anyone here locally would know anything about that or where I could get a video for that? If I emailed a Maori in New Zealand, which I did, I emailed a Maori in New Zealand at a site that sells Maori products, and he couldn't help me. So why... Why would I believe that if I went on the air here that somebody would know where I could get a haka, where I could get my face tattooed like a Maori? Maybe somebody will call it at least saw Once We're Warriors that will confirm that it is a very good movie. I'm getting shined by everyone else, so why shouldn't the audience shine me on this thing? Mohammed, the satellite guy, it's been a year. He's had my receiver to fix it. Love you, Mohammed. Where the hell is my receiver? I'll pay. Mohammed, I'm not looking for a freebie. Jeez. And, uh... The lawn guy that Neil uses, Scott, the landscaper, I'm not going to say the name of your company, Scott, called him, called him, called him, wanted to get some landscaping done, called him, called him, went to the house, looked at it, never returned any other calls after that. So we, I mean, we were getting overgrown, the tropically landscaped backyard, which was beautiful. I use the word was, uh, was just getting uh, way too big and way too fat. So we went through the yellow pages. The wife had a couple of people over there, got estimates and went with this blank nursery landscapers and, and tree slashers, slashers being the operative word. What they did to our backyard was criminal. Um, and it's like a haircut. Everybody goes, oh, you know, it'll grow back. Well, yeah, most of it will, but some of it won't. Like, like the lower branches on my really, really nice grapefruit tree, which they even said, biggest grapefruit tree we ever saw, pink grapefruit tree. The low branches on it, and I was going to, I was going to just trim it up and clean it up so that I could make it a, a climbing tree for the child. The low branches that, that were important to obscure the next door neighbor's house, gone, gone. It looks like, it looks like a dandelion now. It looks like a, a trunk with a little tuft on top, a tiny little tuft, and it used to be this gigantic, broad thing. And that's, that's, you know, that's just the biggest thing that they did. They left a mess total mess. They hauled the big branches out to the front, but the rest of the yard was totally dilapidated, messy, scrubby. I mean, all it was was a little bit overgrown. It needed a trim. It just needed a little bit of a trim. Snip, snip here, snip, snip, you know, there. They slashed it, and uh, the daughter cried. I, I came close. It, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's going to take, I don't know, all of next year before it gets to even, even close to where it was before with the thick, thick ferns and everything. So thanks a lot, blank nursery won't be calling you people anymore 400 bucks i could have i could have destroyed my yard for free that's why we called the professionals because uh, you know i was all ready to go to sears or home depot and and buy all the stuff any excuse to buy power tools you know i'm a man any excuse to buy power tools especially power tools that operate on the end of a nice long stick yeah i was gonna go hacking and slashing and cutting away and the wife goes oh no Oh, no, let a professional do it at least the one time so that you can see how to do it right. Well, I still don't know how to do it right because I swear to God I wouldn't have done such a crappy job on my own yard as these people did. Slash! And what we did want done, like maybe some evening out, some grooming, they didn't do that. They just hacked. They just hacked things. There's big, giant, gaping holes in my backyard now. It used to be lush. Damn you people. Lady in Naples, hello. 
Hi. Good Hi. afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I'd like, just like to have everybody uh, create a wake-up call here. I've been listening to the historical aspects of the Anglo and European American and the exploitations. It's going on in, uh, right now. I have a professional colleague at the University of Utah who spent, did a 10-year follow-up with the Cherokee and the Utah with the Mormons and the Mormon is supposed to be this. The Cherokee, you mean the same Cherokee that were forced to uh, migrate thousands <laughs> of miles and uh, about 30,000 of them? Oh, yeah. And of Andrew Jackson, whose life was saved by a Cherokee. Those Cherokee? <laughs> yeah, those okay. Cherokees. And she conducted a 10-year follow-along study and lived with the Cherokee people, which they at first was a job in itself to be accepted as an Anglo, and lived with them for 10 years to find out what was going on in the educational system. Right now, as of 1998, she concluded her study, and the, the Mormons are, at the, to this day, exploiting the educational, but the edu it's the Anglo, and it just happens to be that particular religion. I knew there was more to them than polygamy and uh, sure. fancy It's the Anglo thing, and it's to this day, the Cherokees, uh, Anglo and a Cherokee can get in a fight. The Cherokees expel from school. The Anglo, right. no consequences. Oh, They're no funneled problem. into vocational training tracks, and right. they never get to succeed. Right. They, uh, If they do leave the tribe, very rarely do they come back, mm -hmm. only because that success is not appreciated used in this appropriate way because of the inherent uh, like belittling and, and treated and, like they sold out. Is that oh, it's that, unbelievable, yeah. and they are. And uh, one of the students that I worked with, uh, that a high school student with this colleague, wants to be a doctor, and yeah. she refuses now to leave the family and refuses now to pursue this because of the exploitation that occurs if she chooses to do that. She has to literally give up being a Cherokee Indian oh. in order to succeed in the society. Come on, folks. Right. Let's wake up. Yep. You know? <laughs> and you hear people talking all the time, I'm a quarter Cherokee, I'm one-tenth Apache on my grandma's side, bragging about it, but uh, you sure can't tell. But you have to give up all of the cultural things. And I'm not saying, I mean, I was raised with three different... Uh, cultures and, and Hungarian and Czechoslovakian and we spoke all those languages and I went through school but I, I held on to that within my home and it's a shame they can't even do that. They're not right. even permitted to hold on to it within their home because of continued exploitation. You know, and that's, we're talking 1998 here folks. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> wake up. It's not historical. It's going on now. We need to wake up and start making changes within our own little circles and start making a difference in this world and cut this crap out. And let these people have their casinos already, goddammit. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story there. Well, it's the least we can do. Let them have their cheap cigarettes, cheap booze, casinos. They, they should be allowed to do whatever the hell they want on the res. Crowded them onto crappy land. At least let them do whatever they want on the crappy land exactly. we herded them into. And going back to the crappy land, there have been a, several Indians that did had the opportunity to drill on their land and became millionaires because of oil. We'll get That's right. into that. What happened? Well, there's two cases that I know of personally where they literally exploited their millions and said, "Well, well, we own a certain percentage of this land, and we're going to." And they sued them and took them to court and arbitration and all these different uh, contingencies. That well, hmm. yeah, you might have a million, but we get one tenth of every gallon you produce uh, and all this other stuff because right. it was our land originally. We right. let you have it. Right there, you go. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ben. Thank you. Okay. Boy, it struck a chord with the engine thing today. Plantation, hello. Plantation. George. George. Plantation, see. Si. Uh, you talk them good show. Oh, oh. Heap good show. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I mean, you were talking about the European influence, but uh, 
uh, you know, our forefathers yeah, didn't even got over here. Yeah, the European uh, influence called uh, uh, a musket bullet. Right. I mean, but they wouldn't even got over here if they hadn't been kicked out of every country that they lived in. That's uh, that's right. And uh, you also were talking before about how we don't have anything down here in Miami to you know attract. You know, tourists. a gimmick. Uh, yeah. A well, thing. But what about what about this game Boulevard? Oh, it seems like every time everybody no, comes come out on, of town. Come on, come on, you know. I know. <laughs> game Boulevard. All right. we got is that stinking tour. Well, every time everybody comes in from out. out of town, they always want to go see that, right? Oh, yeah, sure. I, I have friends that come in from out of town, and they go, what, what, what's there to go see here? And I'm like, uh, the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> right. Oh, I've seen that. All right, well, then we're done. Exactly. That's it. But uh, anyway, I was the guy that called uh, on Tuesday. I got in trouble with Neil asking about the... Uh, uh, your job about the CBS? My job? Uh, yeah, about uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. That got me in trouble? Well, I mean, Neil was uh, yelling at you about it. He was? Oh, like I, I said, that. like I said, you didn't that get That was several bong loads ago. I don't remember. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to clarify, uh, you were saying, uh, you know, as far as going working with talented people, you know, like you and Neil and Phil and, you know, guys like that. Don't, I just wanted don't to let me in there. Don't let me in there with that. <laughs> Uh, too late. I already did. No, no, no. Well, no, you no. know, it's just like every other occupation. Well, the you know, there's a couple, into that club. There's a couple of winners surrounded by a tremendous amount of losers. You know, that's going to be wherever showbiz. you go. That's showbiz right there. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I was just, I was just work. I was just wondering if uh, is getting a job like yours kind of like winning the lottery, or are there jobs to be had? Well, I, well, I've I've been in radio since I was 17, but. Uh, uh, hooking up with Neil was like winning the lottery. Exactly. Although it was, it was earned because it, it was like four guys before me were had had uh, tryouts mm -hmm. before me. In other, in other words, oh, forget tryout. They were actually his producers. Right. I mean, lots of he's had producers over the years, not just at IOD. There were just four at IOD mm -hmm. that went before me and had a chance to uh, to connect and never did for whatever reason. And right. I you know, and I know those reasons and I'm not going to insult them all by uh, by going into it on the air. Oh, Some of them are still good friends of mine. There were you know, there were issues, there were problems, there were things going on and not to mention the chemistry. But but yeah, I had my turn and it worked. And that was like winning the lottery for me because I was getting ready to quit. Oh, I totally agree. I mean what would you have done? I, mean, what I was would gonna you go do back to repoing. To... I was gonna go back to repoing cars and get out of show business. Get out of get away from the scabby whore called radio. Right. Uh, which is a dead-end street for most people that get into it. Very, very few people actually make something out of it. It's well, not a career that I recommend for anyone. Well, uh, Connecticut School of Broadcasting also offers like TV uh, production right. editing. Are you getting kickbacks from them? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same. It's all show business. You have to be a fool to get into it. But, but like I said, some of us are big, fat hams, and, and, and this is it for us. There's right. nothing else that we could really do. I was just wondering what uh, what class do you teach? Huh? What class do you teach over there? Uh, filler, filler class. Maybe I could, uh, Whatever. I'm I'm like Joe Miscellaneous. Yeah, I didn't even think about that until you brought it up. But uh, yeah. is is there a, a, a career to be had? I, I, um, I, is there a career to be had doing what? Uh, teaching over there. Oh no, it's just uh, they just use people here and there. They use people from inside the business. Right. I don't know if I'm going to do it anymore or not. I'm having a um, I'm having a moral dilemma over it because. Uh, by teaching it, it's like endorsing the business, and I don't want to endorse this business. Okay. It's a horrible business. So All right. I, I don't know if I'm going to continue doing that. Well, you talked me out of it. Good job. All right, there you go. Thanks, Roger. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, I don't want to diss these people. It's a good, it's a good school as far as broadcasting, uh, broadcasting schools go, but I don't recommend broadcasting, radio, television, theater, show business, acting. I don't re recommend any of that for anyone because it's, it's, it's nutty.
You're, it's not regular work. It's not real work. You're dealing with assholes constantly. You're dealing with people that don't know what you do. It, it's, so, it's so amazing to me. Like You would never consider telling a, a garage mechanic what tools to use. You would never deny a mechanic his wrench. You would never deny a carpenter his hammer. You wouldn't deny a, a grave digger his a shovel, his spade. But yet in radio, we have to fight every day over things that are elementary that we need for, uh, for our job. And because the people that provide these things to us have no idea what it is that we do. And that's part of our problem. Radio, television, it's all the same thing. So I, this, is, this is nuts. You have to be insane. And those of us who are in radio are absolutely insane. 1212 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Dave Heffernan and Gene Thomas? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Coming soon to a theater near you. The sequel to The Indian in the Cupboard. It's Indian in the Blender. Oh, what? No, 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 no. Twelve seventeen on WQAM. Two open lines in days. Five six. Oh, sorry. You done yet? Five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line and two open lines in Broward also. So here we go. This is what we've been waiting for. Now this is the original. I assume that this is the original because it's on the Crystal Method CD, which um, I don't know if the audience has been picking up the fact that for the past two weeks I've been using almost all Crystal Method on the Neil Rogers Show of various tracks from this disc. Let's try to sneak it in there. I, I take every opportunity that I can to sneak good music in on the show because, as we all know, the old man listens to music with his eyes. Oh, here, wait, here we go. Another time. Obviously, this is the uh, music that I used on the show open today, also on George's generic show. Uh, trip I wanted to get it, it doesn't take off. That's, you're shaking your head because it doesn't take off, and, I'm, and I agree with you. The one with Silver is way better. Silver version is a whole lot better. I'll, I'll play that in a second. I just want to fix this part where, where it never really goes anywhere. But I'm going to let it get to the far as That's it. That's it. And it does a few other cool things like that, but other but it really doesn't get any better than that. As opposed to now, this is uh, from the Spawn soundtrack, which is with uh, with Crystal Method, doing this triple ID together. Starts out the same way. And immediately. It's more lively. Got something going on, and not to mention lyrics. I'll go for it. A lot of duets on this list, by the way. What are some of the other ones? 
Uh, there's Slayer on there with Atari Teenage Riot, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what else? That's not, uh, there's uh, Metallica with... Jeez, uh, I forgot who they were. Dust Brothers. Were you listening when I was playing that Apocalyptica stuff? And by the way, you didn't put enough of it in there, Robert. Well, there's only so much that we can put in there. Uh, did you ever hear me playing that Apocalyptica stuff? Because I played that one day. Oh, it's great. And everybody was was raving about it, about the cellos. So I might play that some more. Well, the uh, version of Domination that they did back yeah. there. Yes. So next week sometime, because it was so popular and we had such a resounding response for it, I might kill some time next week with it when we run out of calls like we did today. Miami, hello. Hello, Miami. How you doing? All right. I have a different spin on things. Um, spin it away. The Indian situation, it, um, I think it's been shown that when the native population is allowed to to stay around um, as like the Basques in Spain and Kosovo, mm-hmm. they, they present a big problem to the people conquering them. Oh, yeah. No, the indigenous peoples are always a problem to the uh, land thieves. Yeah, so they're I, always a, you know, they're a chigger in the woodpile, man. I mean, as a white uh, European uh, American, I have to compliment my uh, forefathers for doing what they did, because can you imagine all the riots we'd be having if the... Uh, Indians weren't like that? Yeah. Well, uh, your good points are, why don't we just go finish the job now? Uh, well, you know, from what your caller said well, before, I, the Mormons are trying to well, do it. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you get, get all your guns together. I'll go out and buy some. We'll meet here, and we'll all go head over to the Seminole Indian Reservation. We'll start with the uh, cigarette trailers and, and, and start a sweep and just finish the job. What do you Sounds think? like a plan. Okay. I'm just kidding, George. Have a no, good day. No problem. You Bye. too. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the indigenous people are a big pain in the ass. But I, I have to say, because he he talked about pride, and I don't feel sorry for the Aztecs because the Aztecs were, while they were great monolithic building, city building, blah blah blah, they were really mean to their neighbors. Um, so I don't feel bad about what the Spanish did to them so so much because they were not nice. They were not nice, and they would torture the prisoners to death very slowly and sacrifice them, etc. and so on. And the fact remains that 600 Spaniards, and there were less than 50 muskets in that crowd, by the way. People think, oh, they were armed with muskets. A couple of them were. 600 Spaniards defeated an army of over 10,000, because that's what the standing uh, Aztec army was. They could have just thrown their bodies onto the Spaniards and won. But, but Cortes, through you know cleverness and and, and allying himself with the rival tribes and using the uh, Indians' own religion against them and going, yeah, I'm Quetzalcoatl, I'm coming back for your ass, and freaking them out like that. He used every, every aspect of military warfare that he could possibly bring to bear, besides the muskets, the white skin, the armor, the, uh, the what are you going to say, Robert? I was just also going to say, didn't he also tell him that he was going to surrender, and then he, when he marched right in, then he started shooting at him? Uh, I, I don't know. He pulled all kinds of fast ones all the way in there, and he had Montezuma quaking in his boots, and uh, his pants because, oh, it's Quetzalcoatl! Quetzalcoatl's coming to get us! That, that'll show you what superstition will do for you, boys and girls. That'll show you what silly religion will do for you. It'll get your ass can- uh, conquered by a boatload of spicks. Lauderdale Lakes, hello. Hey, George. Hey. I'm really enjoying the show, man. You're the only one. No, no. Judging <laughs> from the calls, people are really getting off on a little serious stuff, too. I know. Hey, hey listen, let me contribute a little bit to the you know, those uh, Polynesian dancers uh, uh, or whatever. Uh-huh. Is there still is there a place called the Maikai? Is that still open? The Maikai? Robert Mai- says yes. I don't know anything about it. Okay. If that's still there, and I have an idea it is, because I left Lauderdale for many years and I came back, but before I left, I went there. Mm-hmm. And the Maikai features Polynesian dancers. And... 
Exactly. I know who you're talking about with the uh, uh, when we were uh, warriors. Oh, once we're warriors. Yeah, yeah, great, great, great film. You know, yes, it was. Never big box office, but great, great film. No, that's and I've seen the guy. I've seen him in other films. Which guy? The, the tough the, guy. The, the guy. Jake the Must. Yeah. The guy who was beating yeah, up his he, wife. He yeah. was great. He was great. He's, He's been in other films. He kicked ass. Yeah, I think those are his wife. tattoos oh. on his face. Right, that was the uh, the son there and and his gang. Yeah, but but uh, I saw that now um, at the uh, at the Maikai, uh, I went there with my wife many years ago, and they did that thing. They did the haka. Oh, they did it. They did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the I mean, with the faces and they go. Oh right, my And you know, God. get there, you sit right in Maikai, the front row. This down. Sit right in the front row. Get yourself one of those nice Hawaiian drinks. It's not no big deal, and you will get it. You'll get a dozen. I would take lessons. I would take haka lessons if if somebody oh, was well, I would you go and get the feeling. The other the other time I've seen it is, believe it or not, uh, my son being a professional strong man, mm-hmm. I watch. I guess one of the most boring things on TV. I watch this uh, uh, world's strongest men. Uh-huh. One of them is a New Zealander, and he goes through that every time as a pre... Oh, excellent. Oh, he psychs himself up. As a matter of fact, there's a New Zealand, I guess that's the rugby team, gets out on the field yeah. and does a whole big haka before a match. Oh, it's uh, the coolest thing. What is it called? Haka, haka, huh? Haka, haka. Haka. <laughs> yeah, I was from back in Jersey City. Haka. Haka loogie. A real friend ball. Okay. Yeah, hey, amen. And the, the Indian stuff, uh, you sound like you've seen it. Ken Burns' uh, series on the West. Ken Burns, the same guy. I saw parts of it. I wish I could see the whole thing. Oh, that yeah, you see the libraries and everything. Get it, because that's got the whole... Well, that's you seem like you know it. Makes me sad. Oh, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay. I love the show. Thank you very much. I'm It's really sad. In, in Montana, we have a town called Browning, which is the... Uh, it's in the middle of the Blackfoot Indian Reservation. And if you ever saw, I think, Winterhawk was the name of that movie way back in the 70s about... Blackfoot Indian chief and everything. They were all proud and they were they were doing just fine. And if you drive through Browning now, it looks like a ghost town. You would think it was a ghost town, except for there are actually people walking. Well, sort of people. They're like zombies. These Indians are like zombies with their eyes sunken in and hollowed out, and and they're asleep in the gutter and they're asleep on the park benches and they're just walking around like zombies, like like their soul was so was taken away from them. It's so so sad. They don't fit into our world. They should have been left alone, at least in, in some areas. And, you know, build a fence around them, make a preserve for them on some decent land where they could hunt. And just to, just to, you know, to to leave them alone, some of them, any of them, at least leave them alone over here on the reservation where they want to build the casinos. I don't, I don't know why we're mucking around with that. They should be able to sell all the cigarettes, booze, and have all the blackjack tables that they want over there in the casinos. Pembroke Pines, hello. Pem Pines. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's up, George? Nothing. Uh, look, uh... I have to agree with you about the um, uh, situation with the Indians and the Americas, because um, I used to live in Argentina, and as you know, a uh, pretty white country overall. Right. By exterminating all the native people there, they That's even right. went a, yeah they even went a step further and uh, not even let them uh, stay in reservations. They just wiped them out basically, and uh, like they did in Cuba, all the Arawaks they killed them right, all. Right, right, and that's why you know. Uh, very few, you know, the few Indians that are left are basically uh, immigrants from other countries right. that, you know, right. try to find a better life, but they're treated like low lives, and uh-huh. uh, you know, and you know, and they they even went a step further. But because Argentina used to have blacks too, uh-huh. but uh, what they did when you know to try to make space for the Europeans to come in, they basically put them, set them up as an army, and uh, you know, shipped them up in a war, killed them off there, you know, trying uh-huh. to make use of them. And that's how basically uh, the native population was wiped out, and uh, they, the few that are left live in misery. At least the sure. few Indians are here, you know. At least I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that the, you know, 
deserved how they you know how they lived because they lost all the all the all, all the, the land basically. And, uh, you know, at least, you know, the government at least... Uh, the least we could do is leave them alone on the, the scrubby... Right, at least they have cars and air conditioning, whatever left they have, you know. But over there, it's pretty pretty sad how they are, you know. It's uh, pretty sad because I used to travel, and the few areas that they, they have, you know, they live in pretty much misery. That's all they, you know. Okay. Okay, that's all my point. Thank you very much. And uh, since nobody wants to talk, and I don't blame them, uh, but I'm not going to worry about that. 5670560 and pound 560 on the uh, mobile one line. I'm going to come back and we're going to just uh, play mono back to back. And it's it's good. It's not bad. It's uh, George's pick of the week. Mono on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Hank Goldberg? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Neil Rogers is my lover. on Queer Street, lingers round on Queer Street. He has a house and garden, I would love to see what happens. Hates his toes and pets his monkey, women's clothes make him look real funky. He has a whiz whiz and knows what to do. He wants me and he wants you. Oh, he lives on Queer Street. Here at Thor, where all the creatures meet. I wonder what they're doing in there. He says he likes it just fine. You know Judy like I know Judy. La 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 He lives on Queer Street, lingers around on Queer Street. 25 till 12 till 1. Oops. 26 till 1 on 560 WQAM, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I should stop saying whoops. So anyway, this is Mono. It's some uh, people from England. I just queued it up for the best part of this one song. This is my favorite song on here, which is uh, Playboys. And it's kind of like Porta's Head. It's kind of uh, groovy. It groove. Like a 60s thing. I said 40 before when I was... Uh, talking about it on the uh, little half-hour fill-in show, but that was wrong. It's kind of like a 60s Austin Powers-y kind of, uh, kind of sounding, but electronic, but electronic, obviously modernized, and it's these two people from England, let me see if I can pronounce their names, Martin Virgo and Sioban, Sioban de Marais, de Marais, de Marais, obviously a fraud, Sioban de Marais, and it's a guy and a girl. Oops, we'll let the vocals go on for a little while.
there's more to the song than this. I just queued it up to the middle somewhere where they repeat themselves. Good little jam coming up right here. I'm gonna let it play. Sorry to all the people that called up. Everybody called up was just started playing music. Wouldn't that just figure? You can hold or not. You get the idea, and I might play another track later if we run out of calls, uh, or I might track the whole CD. Who the hell knows? 23 till 1, 560 WQAM, two open lines in Dade, two open lines in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Mobile in Miami, hello. Mobile George, in Miami. George, ¿cómo está? Aquí bien. Sí, bueno, obviously, well, I'm a uh, straight uh, Cuban male. That's four. Okay, which actually isn't necessarily a good thing if you have to deal with women all the time. Uh, well, that's a you know that's the price you pay. Absolutely for being hetero. Right. Uh, which, like I said, you know, it, it sucks, but it beats the alternative, you know. Absolutely. Uh, but in any case, I called about the circle. Uh, I don't care about the circle. And, okay. And uh, you're, you're allowed not to care about the circle. I shouldn't care about the circle. Right. But I'm, uh, you know, I'm sanctimonious that way. I'm. Uh, well, well, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, if, if this was, if this was, uh, I mean, if, if we're talking about saving the wetlands, or right. if there's like, uh, let's say, dinosaur bones there, which contribute to the evolution, you know, of uh, the, of species or whatever, to me, I, I think that's uh, that's important. But uh, you know, I, I'm one person that doesn't believe one culture is more richer or superior to another culture. But so, so don't you feel like, because obviously you've seen the protests and everything. Yeah. You see the Indians down there beating their tom toms and everything about it. it it's silly. Since, you know, since uh, you're Latin, so since your ancestors were the ones that wiped out the Tequestas, oh, that, don't that, you don't you see? In other words, from their point of view, don't you see? I'm just going to play. I'm going to play Tequesta right. advocate over here. Sure. Don't you think that like, all right, your ancestors came over here, killed us, stole our land. Now you're going to pave over our ancient monuments. You know what? I had nothing to do with what my ancestors. Oh, did. I know, but you have you might have something to do with with this thing that's going on right now. Right, I, I understand, but but let me put it to you this way: right. if my father blew up a preschool building, who's going to jail? Is he going to jail or am I going to yeah, jail? Yeah, but that's not that's not right. an, a racial thing. That's not an ethnic thing. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Yes, I, I I understand. I understand. I mean, it's bad enough that that we wiped them out and took their land. Do we also have to pave over uh, their monuments and their graveyards yeah, yeah, as well? But, but when you when you're saying we, you're also you would also be generalizing that I had like I, like I said, I'm I'm. I know. Oh, See, I don't believe in that. I said that, uh, you know, right, right. other shows and at the beginning of this show, you're, we're not responsible for what our ancestors Absolutely. did. Uh, you don't get to take credit for anything that they did, and you don't have to be ashamed about anything that they did because Absolutely. we didn't choose our ethnicity. We didn't choose right. our, our birthplace, 
our, our skin color, our family. I mean, if it were up to me, I would have been born, you know, uh, right. uh, Jewish and with a large penis, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so, and, and with a lot of money, but, but and with a lot of money, right? Oh, that's it, what the Jewish thing is, right? Right. Well, you know they're all rich, right? <laughs> but but you know, but basically, you know, like there in the future, there's going to be a lot of things that future generations are going to frown upon that we did now that we don't know it's wrong or right. Okay, but does that mean that my children should pay? Absolutely not. Okay, you know, and, and you had like a, a caller, a black guy talking about the Europeans. Well, you know what? That's the same thing as. That's just that's just as racial as if I say they're all stupid and they should stay in the ghetto. I mean, Neil goes ahead and plays all those ebonics bits or right. whatever. You have black guys calling out. Well, these you know a guy that calls up and says that Europeans are very destructive and now we're destroying everything is just as racial. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you know, so so I like I said, you know, I personally, I mean, we're talking about progress here. Uh, obviously, if they're just going to build anything just to disrupt the circle, I, I can understand that. But if they're building something that... Like if they were going to build a parking lot, you'd say, oh, come on now. Right, a absolutely. But but if it's something that, that this community needs... I mean, I'm I aware would... of that. I'm, I'm, I'm hit right. to the fact that the city needs money. This is a big project that's going to bring money in. Right. Uh, they're losing money now. They're going to have to come up with money to buy the land or move the circle or something like that. I'm, I'm not right. so unaware of this stuff, but I'm, you know, I'm sentimental. What right. can I say? Like Don Vito, you know, I'm a sentimental man, as you can see. Right. But, and also, you know, they're talking about, I, I assume here that they're talking about picking up artifacts in the circle, right? Is that what they're talking about? They're, they're talking about moving the whole thing, I guess, uh, carving it up and moving it and reassembling it somewhere else. Right. Well, if you're just talking about a plot of land uh, that Indians were, that uh, was an Indian whatever a long time ago, and you want to, that's fine. You can move it if you'd like, but, you know, yeah, just... Well, some people don't even like that idea. Some people are saying that, no, the location well, you is got... just as sacred as the, uh, the construct. So they need to leave it right where. I, I mean, I'm not blindly, I'm not blindly saying, you know, put anything there. I'm just saying, like you said before. In other words, I'm for progress. So it, right. if it's, if it does this community any good, let's do it. That's all I have to say. Okay. All right. Thanks, thanks for very much, and thanks for calling. And, and you're allowed to feel that way, especially if you're in Dade County. See, I live in Broward. I don't pay Dade taxes. I'm not going to have to pay for this thing. So. I'm just pissing into the wind here. My opinion really has nothing to do with what's going on down there. It's just, uh, you know, uh, as an outside observer, totally on the outside. The people that live in Dade, uh, this affects you one way or another. Whatever they do, somehow it's going to affect you economically, um, especially if you live in the city. It's going to cost you some bucks. It's already costing bucks. This building uh, should have been going up already. So, you know, but on the other hand, I'm not an insensitive, callous, uh, white bread boy. So I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about this uh, stinking circle thing. 17 till 1 on 560 QAM. Where do you find Jim Mandich? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. My vagina really gets my panties in a wad. Down on me. I want you down on me. You know there's always hope when you go down on the pole. Go down on me. I want you down on me. My son. Dear Papa will be pleased if you make me hard. I might even make you my new Vatican garden. Be careful not to scratch or shoot it into my hand. And go down on me. Go way down on me. 
takes a hold of the idiot. I thought you'd be impressed with what's inside my trash. I spread my legs for you. Go down on me. I want you down on me. Rub my pocketbooks and kiss your mama's balloons. God bless you, my son. Go down on me. Does it smell like incense? I spilled some on my dress. Twelve to one on five sixty WQAM five six seven oh five sixty and five five sixty. Yes, yes. I'm playing that because somebody faxes. We get a lot of crappy faxes, by the way. Whether uh, I'm doing the show or the old man, obviously. And uh, this was a a Pope fax. Somebody downloaded something from the internet because the Pope is getting involved in the uh, Pinochet thing now. The uh, former Chilean dictator Augusto who is a, uh, a madman and, and a murderer and whatnot, and now they're getting involved in that business again. And again, uh, it, it begs repeating, this is a faker, because uh, all priests, all so-called men of gods are fakers, they're liars, they're thieves, and this is a faker. The least qualified person to have any kind of an opinion about anything is someone who steals pe- from people in the name of God or any other uh, invisible being. So stay out of the, the, their little note on the bottom of the fax saying, tell the Pope to stay out of other people's business. Stay out of other people's business, big potato, El Papa. Where the hell are we going? Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, George. Hi there. You know, uh, I think you have a better understanding of what the Native American uh, Indian went through because uh, you've been out west there in that, you know, in that Montana right. you, area. Yeah, the dismal, uh, when you look at the land and it's beautiful, rich, vibrant uh, land with animals and everything, and then you see the Grubby patch of yellow grass yeah. that the Blackfeet were herded onto, it, you know, and I'm thinking, my God, you know, how can anybody not see that this was wrong? Pretty sad, isn't it? It's incredibly sad. It's incredibly. And, you know, that's why I, 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 the the town that I lived in is uh is in the Kootenai Valley, which was named after the Kootenai Indians. Guess sure. what? they're all extinct. Yep. Guess how they got that way? They didn't just disappear one day; they were killed. And for what? For greed. For land, they were in the way, loggers, miners. Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I go out there every year. Uh, matter of fact, I went to Sturgis uh, last year. We, mm-hmm. we, my son and I fly out there on motorcycles and ride all around the West and you know hit all the spots. It is not my son's knowledge of the uh, Native American Indians is uh, is immense. Mine is uh, trivial compared to his. Mm-hmm. But uh, we ran into a, a guy who ended up being a friend of uh, became a friend of ours, uh, and he happens to be the great great grandson of Chief Joseph, who was oh, really? uh, yeah, chief of a... the Nez, Nez Indians. I never. I always have a hard time pronouncing that. It's a French but, thing. Don't uh, worry about it. You can butcher their cool, language. They're animals anyway. Such a cool, beautiful person. He was. Yeah, a, he was I a mean, nice guy, and see, there were a lot of really, and they were men of their word, and that's the part that gets absolutely. me. Is that if we hadn't violated treaties, if we, if we just would have come in, fair fight, we're white, we're going to kill you and take your land, and just done that. That would have been one thing entirely. But no, we lied. We said, all right, peace treaty. We're going to give you this land now. Psych. And we and turned all of the uh, other tribes against them. Now you know yeah. the Indians themselves were were fighting a uh, were fighting plenty. I mean they had plenty of enemies. A little and, skirmish uh, here and there, but it was it was wasn't, well you know they you know that's where they got the word savages from. You know I mean they oh, really yeah, weren't. Well, that was their way of life. Squatters, the squatters named them that when they yeah, take their land back. That was just their way of life. I mean, I, but to, they really had their you know what together. 
I mean, you know, they 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 used the buffalo uh, in right. a perfect manner. Used everything of it. Mm-hmm. White man came in, killed them, left the carcass to yeah, the hide. The tongue and the hide. That's a sick, sick thing. I mean, yeah. I, to me, people in this country that don't know that history are hypocrites. They cannot, uh, you know, they're complaining, I guess, about the things going on with the Kurds and you know, uh, right. the genocide over in Europe and all that kind Bosnia. of stuff. We cannot talk about that because of our history. And I right. do believe, no, we're not responsible for no, our we're responsible. We did. don't have to keep acting that way. Well, and, yeah, but we're, you know, we're reaping the benefits of what they did. Certainly. You know, I mean, would it be a different United States if the Native American Indian was in charge? Yeah, it'd be non-polluted. It's pretty cool <laughs> just to think about that. Uh-huh. But, you know, you get, I think you understand yeah, my the point. women running around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, I think you understand my point. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in favor of doing whatever it takes to save the circle. Okay. Uh, and I think uh, private contributions can probably take care of it. I think so, too. I think good so. talking to you, George. You're an intelligent guy. I like Oh, you. please, don't tell anybody that. Yeah, I'll talk to you again. Thank you. Don't don't spread that rumor around. 801 on QAM. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile. Hello, George. Hello there. Hey, uh, listen, I'm impressed with how much knowledge you know of history and all that, because I kind of uh, like I'm, that. Then I got you fooled. I'm a faker. Okay, but listen, I have a little... Uh, can I change the subject? Sure, anything. I have a little problem with you. Every time that you get on the public airways, the first opportunity you have, you trash Cubans. Now, uh, you yeah. say... I mean, you trash Cubans, and you're like... You make yourself sound like you're supposed to represent all Cubans. No, no, no. You can do if, if you hear it, and I don't know how many of the shows that you've heard, because I have a lot of pride about the Cubans and the Spaniards. The only thing you've like said that. about Cubans but, is that they're hard workers. That's, that's basically no, what you've no, said about see, them. The, see, the thing is, is, is you have to understand that from my perspective, because I, I was raised north of the border, as in north of the Dade-Broward line, and I was raised by Americans in small towns, of both here okay. and abroad, the Redlands and everything like that. Uh, the, 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 the Cubans don't have a good way of doing things when it comes to dealing with other people. You have to understand that the, the, that perspective, the way that the Cubans are viewed by the Americans, is, is the Cubans' fault because of the, the snobbishness and the, the uppityness and, and this, this attitude that, that comes forth from the Cubans who should be really an appreciative people. They're not, you know, they're white people, they're not substandard, they're not dirtbags, they're not dirt bags, but, but they have this taxes? attitude. I mean, don't we pay taxes just like the rest we of We pay everybody? taxes just like everybody else, but dude, you, oh. when, when people pull you out of the muck, you don't have an attitude towards them. And, and that's all that I've seen. No, 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 no. Not when people pull you out of the muck. When people give you an opportunity, now what you Whatever. Opportunity. What, okay. All right. Oh, well, you, put it that you way. see how you talk or how they pull this out of the muck? Dude, the taxpayers bought me a plane ticket. Okay, okay. that's all the American taxpayers did for me. They bought me a plane ticket. American taxpayers, who probably could have been doing something else with that money, bought my way over here. Okay, you know, you know, the funny thing is that you're going to get people calling after me saying, oh, that guy's an asshole, and all that, because, sure. you know, a third, of, a third of the calls are a bunch of ass kissers anyways. Right. And, and no that's question. true. No question. Okay, so, you know, they can all kiss my ass. I mean, I'm just being right. my opinion. I'm you, and, and you're welcome to it. I don't. I'm not ashamed of being Cuban. I'm just ashamed oh, okay. of some of the things. Dude, I'm glad you told me that. I'm what? glad you told if me. If I was ashamed of being Cuban, did you hang up? No, no. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought I heard a click. If I was ashamed of being Cuban, trust me, I could change my name, and no one would know. No well, one would I, ever know. I but I'm maybe. not. I'm. You know, I. I'm not going to wave a flag or anything like that. But I'm not going to be hide uh, hide behind the fact either. I'm. I'm proud of the stuff that the Cubans have done over here economically, as far as uh, building business and hey, building well, the economy that we all are very thankful for. None of us would be down here. We'd all be starving somewhere else. That's fine. That's one thing. That's great. But. But on the other hand, 
you don't have to have a toot about it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I agree. I, I just thought maybe because you were, you know. And, and I've experienced it. I've experienced it, even though I'm a Cuban. <laughs> so it's not like something, like, you know, like, you know, you hear gringos making stuff up all the time. They're always making crap up. Oh, yeah. This isn't yeah. something that I'm making up. This is something that I experienced in high school, in, in the workplace, in stores and shopping. This, this attitude that comes from, and, and obviously it goes way back to the Spanish attitude. I'm here now. You're going to do things my way. Do you know what I'm saying? When there could be just a modicum of decorum. I, I, you know, I, I agree to a certain extent. I think you're a little bit jaded, but, you know, being around Neil all the time and, you know. It has nothing to do with Neil. My opinion was set I, I, before I, I, I ever Come on. I, I think Neil, whatever Neil thinks, it, it goes a lot into how you think. No, no, no. Trust me. It, it comes Trust across me. a lot how you speak. No. No, not at all. My opinion on Let me tell you, you are my not opinion, by Neil. sir, sir, no, no, not at You're all. Not. Okay, I'm an old man already. That. I'm not a young kid. My I'm opinion your age. about the Cubans. George, I'm your age. I'm in the, I was in the ice the, the skating days. I'm just like you, exactly. Dude, my opinion. And you know what? You know what the thing is. Let me say a sentence. Let me say a sentence about right, the Cubans. Right, my mind right. was made up by 1982. That one year that I spent at South Miami Senior High School was what made my mind up about the Cubans. Okay. Oh, you're older than me. That's then. what I'm basing it on. What? Well, yeah, you're a little older than me, but you, but you know what? The, the funny thing is that you were sitting there one day talking about the Cubans and this, and this guy brought up. Uh, the, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to argue with you, but just sort of certain things about you that really bug me. I know you're probably a nice guy overall, but you, <laughs> you said, me. you said that you're not an American citizen, dude. What is that, man? I'm, I'm not. I'm an American crazy. citizen. I busted my, I, I busted my butt. You know what? And I did it. Everyone in my family is. And then you sit lazy, there and then right? you talk about well, that's a not very slob, good there, right? George. What is it? That's not a very good job, George. No, I'm no, I'm a lazy slob. I admit it uh, All right, every man. day. All right? All right. Nice conversation. Uh, absolutely. No problem there. Yeah, I, I wish I could be as industrious as the other Cubans that I know and as the, uh, the, the members of my family who went out there and did all the work and stood online at La Migra. When I get a day off, the last thing I want to do is drive down to 79th Street, try to find a parking spot, and stand online all day to get a piece of paper that isn't going to make me feel any different. It isn't going to make me feel any more or less American. I may or may not still vote. That's the only difference is that I don't vote. And there are a lot of Americans that don't vote, a lot of American citizens that don't vote, which are basically you're just along for the ride. Just like me, anybody who doesn't vote. Voter turnout is horrendous in this country. Very, very few people vote, whether they're citizens or not. And that's the only thing that I would gain from, uh, from the citizenship is the, the right to vote. And obviously the Cubans are all uh, citizens because guess what? You can't take over a government if you're not a citizen, except by force. The fact that, that all of their elected officials are Cubans, guess who elected them? Cubans. Cubans couldn't vote if they weren't citizens. They're all citizens and they're all voting and they all have power, political and economic power. And, uh, and they flex that muscle, and they use that muscle like bullies. And that's what I don't like. So maybe just to shut everybody up, I'm going to have to go stand online at La Migra, finally, and, and just do it. And if my mom had also not been lazy and had gotten her citizenship before I turned 18, I wouldn't have to go stand online at La Migra. But no, the bitch waited until I turned 19. Thanks a lot, Mom. One till one on QAM. The Panthers host Phoenix tomorrow night. Join Chris Moore, Randy Moeller, and Steve Goldstein for the action. Panthers preview starts at 7 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM Miami, Fort Lauderdale. This station stands for nothing. Hello, friends. 
The Pope's visit to Cuba was a memorable one. And what better way to commemorate it than with a product that captures the spirit of Cuba, the magnificent El Pontif cigar. These beauties are handmade by some of the hardest working people in Cuba. I am so grateful for my meager wage. Soon I hope to be able to buy a ticket on a boat and get killed trying to escape to Florida. El Pontif cigars taste like kielbasa and stink like we got pierogi. Even His Holiness himself enjoyed one during his stay. <coughs> Give the rest of this box to the Cardinals. Maybe they'll smoke this The El Pontif cigar. Look for it in the box shaped like that stupid ass Pope's hat. Whatever fine cancer producing products are sold. 104 on 560 WQAM. Three open lines in Dade. Wide open. 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Broward is all full though, so don't call him Broward. That guy, yeah, I don't want to come off like I'm on some kind of a self-hating spit because I don't hate myself. And I don't hate the other Cubans that are not running around doing embarrassing things. But, and I don't know if it's most of them because I don't get down there very often. I just, you know, I hang out with my family and everything and they're all very nice people and I know they're very polite and appreciative, but uh, they mostly keep to themselves. So I I don't know what the deal is, but the fact remains that even if it was just a little thing like a plane ticket that the taxpayers bought for me over here, when someone helps you out, you say thank you. You invite them over to your house for some food. You don't walk around with an attitude. You don't tell them, hey, uh, speak my language. You don't throw your language in their face, even if it's – because it's none of their business. You know, the whole bilingual thing, what a sad, tired topic that is. You know, um, people who you can't – thanks, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. And by the way, Nisi, I love you too, baby. Nisi's on my to-do list. Subcenter, subcenter, subcenter on the corner of 441 and Ives Dairy Road, 199th Street, Kitty Corner from Tootsie's, best meat in town, bar none. And Chuck and uh, Robert are having a, a big conversation there. But anyway, I, I've seen the attitude. I've seen the attitude, and because I sound American and dress American, because that's the only real difference between uh, your typical Cuban and an American is the way that they wear their hair and the, the kind of clothes that they wear. If you changed uh, a Cuban's clothes and gave him a haircut, a different kind of a haircut, uh, you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference either, even though I am particularly fair for a Cuban and uh, I have green eyes and, and whatnot, and I do have blondes in the family, et cetera, and so on, but that's irrelevant. What's the point I'm trying to make is that because I look American by, by my dress and by my appearance, I get this attitude from Cubans. This isn't something that I made up. And, and I'm not looking for a reason to get pissed off at my own people. On the contrary, like everyone, I'm looking for things to be proud of within my own uh, community and within my own culture. And there's lots to be proud of. Uh, the, the, the history of Havana. Havana was founded in like 1515, the very first college in this hemisphere, the very first castle, the very first anything in this hemisphere was built in Havana. Havana was the hub of the Spanish Empire's uh, dominance of this entire hemisphere. And, and it thrived. And long before there were any colonies anywhere else, there was Havana and all of the other Spanish colonies. And I have a lot of pride about all, all of that stuff, all of these things. All of these things. But on the other hand, uh, you know, a bad thing happened in Cuba, and that's called Fidel Castro. And there were a lot of people who were good people who lost all of their stuff. And some other good people called Americans helped them out. And I don't care what this guy said. Yes, the Americans gave you the opportunity. But you know what? They gave you the opportunity with their tax dollars. You pay taxes. I pay taxes. We all pay taxes. Those of us who pay taxes know how valuable that money is to us. Every little penny is valuable to us. They didn't have to let us into the country. They didn't have to give us an opportunity. But they did. All right? So the least we can do 
is, number one, don't do anything that makes them feel threatened or uncomfortable. Make them happy that they helped us out. Invite them over for some arroz con pollo. Invite them over for a palomilla steak, frijoles negros, ropa vieja. Invite them over for some flan and guayaba with crackers and queso. Do something nice. Don't throw your language at them and bring them into your house. And then maybe they might say something like, hey, how do you say this in Spanish, etc. and so on. I don't know how many, uh, you know, what the percentage is, if there are more Cuban assholes than not. But so far in my experiences, with, with the exception of some of, you know, most of my family members and some of the people who I know who are acquaintances, most of the ones that I ran into had an attitude, had an attitude. And yes, they've got really nice houses now and they've got cars, nice cars and manicured lawns and, and they've got all this stuff going on and they have an attitude. And, and you could have all of these things. All of these things. As long as you drop the attitude, especially when you're dealing with the poor rednecks. These poor rednecks, these poor hardworking rednecks who didn't have the money to spare bought me a plane ticket. Not only, and in my personal case, not only did they buy me a plane ticket, but they took me into their scummy home with the wrecked cars in the front, and they gave me their food. Crappy food as it was, it was the food that they had, and they shared it with me. So, so I'm sorry if some of the behavior by my countrymen embarrasses me. And I'm sorry if it comes off all sanctimonious. And I didn't want to get into that today. I'm talking about the Indians, for crying out loud. Mobile in Miami, hello. 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 George, how you doing? All right. I understand your flight. Right. That guy wound me up, man. All right, let's start with the long hair and the family. Fired up. All right, I got the fire all my life. Fired up when I hear someone say that. What? Hello. Go ahead. All right. Went to the family. The long hair, definitely Marty Cone. Definitely. Uh, then, then came the earring, Marty Cone. Right. Now I'm 24 and I go to the family dinners. Don't take the girlfriend because don't want to embarrass <laughs> her, but. God forbid you're 26 and you're not married in our country. God forbid. You should have had a brood by now. Exactly. Right. One last thing. Yes, sir. All these old Cuban men that, you know, marijuana is just like the uh, Antichrist, right, okay? Poison. But they're pounding a bottle of whiskey every night. Every day. Hey, un poco agua diente. And forget the cigars. They don't cause cancer. Of course not. You know? Right. But I understand you, brother. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Keep sir. Keep it up. All right. 10 after 1 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Jim Bocamper? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Pissed off gets me fired up when I hear someone say that. This is the type of music which needs a little concentrated listening. And I would request you to have little patience. We are not trying to make any politics. We are artists. Now, as usual, I would request you, my friend, to refrain or stop from smoking while the program is on. Thank you very much. God bless you. I am Mahatma Merenkamp. I like to play the hit, but unlike your Madonna, don't expect to be seeing my kids. I take the stage, I am a rage. Oh, I like to sing. And when I'm done, those red dot babes want to be doing the wild thing. Play sitar. Play sitar. Play sitar. Oh, my goodness. I like to play this Hindu town in the ballroom at the highest. And like your actual rules, when Muslims come, they'll be a riot. I don't need people smoke or chase the beds around the bar. I am one bad dude when I pick up and play you my sitar. Play sitar! Play sitar! Play 
16 on 560 WQAM Mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Wanna, hey. Well, I just want to make sure that I have an opinion on this that's heard. I, I think this is an arc. I'm in favor of the circle. Okay. It's an archaeological finding that's yet to be discovered. And, okay. and there are things more important in this world than just big industry and building. No, no, there isn't. Humanity. No. And, and you don't know what this might find. Now, I'll tell you, if this was a if this was a religious archaeological finding undiscovered, you know nobody would touch it. Well, and the reality is ah, it's an undiscovered archaeological finding. It needs to be discovered. Allow them to discover it, and, and let's move on. All Some right. of the things that we need to deal with. Okay. That's my And, and by the way, I am Jewish, and I, I do have a big uh, yeah? male organ. You're the one. So I'm the one. All right. Not necessarily for you, but for, for my wife. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Okay, much, thanks a lot, George. You're doing a good job, and keep pushing those buttons. I like it. Thank you, sir. I'll pu- I'll push a button for you. He's an asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just pushed one at random. That just came out that way. Robert Greeper says, "Why couldn't it have been him to have the uh, the big penis?" By the way, Robert Greeper's with us today. Here are the cuts for Saturday, November 29th, 1997. Nine. All right, once and for all, you can finally answer that. Did you not listen to those spots back at all? Is that what happened? That's actually not even a spot. That's I know, but you did you did some spots. You tagged some spots and you read them that way. Actually, at that time I was uh, deathly ill. I see. Okay, that's his story, and he's sticking. Oh, and to get back below. to the uh, huge uh, organ thing Hold on uh, again in Miami. Yes, uh, we're all blessed with uh, our own gifts. Oh, is that right? So Robert Reaper is packing. That's what he says, girls. And and you're not a virgin, right? Far from it. Far from it. All right, Robert Reaper. He's an evolved man. Miami. Hello. George. Hey. How's it going, buddy? All right, Ed. Um, yep. Listen, Don't get uh, too chronic now. No, no, no. But I, I, I felt I should at least call tell you're doing a great job. Okay, thank you. And um, I you don't really, don't, I okay, really don't care much for the circle. I mean, I, either way, one okay. way or the other. Like I said, my, my opinion is really irrelevant on this whole, whole thing. Right. I mean, I'd like them to, uh, to do something nice with it, but I'm not going to be the one foot in the bill, you know? Exactly. So I, I don't believe that I should uh, really have an opinion on it since I'm not going to be paying for it. Yeah, but what really um, got me to call was the American-looking Cuban. As, right. As you know, I'm pretty much right. that. I'm a very American-looking Cuban. Right. But it actually works to my advantage because I hear them talking trash behind my back. Like that, but that's my point. That's my point. When they when they see you as a gringo and all of a sudden they're 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 talking shit and 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 so you know, I mean, not not just in Spanish, but just the way that they act. Yeah. So you know that the gringos aren't making it up when they talk about how the Cubans have an attitude. Oh, I, I totally yeah, I, agree. I don't, I'm not taking an American's word for it when, when I uh, say things like that. This is my own experience. That was a horrendous year that I spent at South Miami High at the hands of these snobs, these snooty snobs. And you should have seen the parking lot. The parking lot looked like, like the valet lot at Joe Stonecrabs. Everybody had nice new cars. And they, and they treated me like dirt because my car was old and needed a paint job, even if it did kick all their cars' asses. Yeah, well, I went. I went to Columbus, and and so imagine <laughs> mine was even twice as bad. Yeah, 
All right. Well, doing a great job. Keep up the good right. work. Thanks a lot. Bye. It's it's the, I just hate snobbery in all of its forms, and so you know it's it's doubly offensive when it's my own people that are uh, guilty of it. Mobile and Coral Gables. Hello. Hello, George. Yes, sir. Uh, a number of years ago, I read a book that uh, made me very unhappy that I was a white man. Did you ever read Bury My Heart It Wounded Me? No. It's one that, If it wasn't uh, a should... fine reading, I didn't read it. I read it, oh, I would say about 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And it showed what the white man did to the Indian right. in the West. Uh-huh. And it, in the East. It, 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 it just turned my stomach. And a friend of mine was the one who put me onto the book. Uh-huh. And that's what I just wanted to call you yeah, You were talking about the Indians and stuff like that. What, what, what the Europeans have done to the uh-huh. to the Indians, and that's that's what I wanted to call you about. Okay, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Everyone, go go out and read that book. Bury my heart at wounded knee. I don't have to uh, to read a book. I've got all these historic uh, books, history books at home. It's obvious they don't know exactly how many there were. They they estimate anywhere between. 50 to 150 million. They're not exactly sure because the disease actually uh, went ahead of the scouts. When the white man started uh, giving the diseases to the Indians, the disease would go on ahead of time. So a lot of times when the scouts got there, there were, the villages were already uh, ghost towns, ghost villages. They were already dead. And I know, you know, we're not responsible for that. That wasn't on purpose. Mobile in South Miami, hello. 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 George. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, man? Great show. Okay. Uh, uh, thanks for the case of beer. Oh, no problem. Yeah, that was great. Uh, except You're for except for my gringo buddies wouldn't uh, drink it with me. Well, you they know, said they didn't want to drink anything uh, made by any uh, greasy Trinidadians. You know. Have you ever met any Trinidadians? Oh yeah. Well, I've great met people. some. I've met some white Trinidadians, and uh, let me tell you, some, that was that was some stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I know it. Um, yeah, I uh, I called well, to. Whatever, uh, you know, did you say? Did you say all right? You more for me, basically, and I ended up drinking it with my uh, Puerto Rican neighbor. There you go. Yeah, and uh, beer is good too good for them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. I just got back from uh, Daytona. Just got a place up there. I'm getting ready to head out of Miami. And can we pick you up up there? Is there any? Uh... Not really. Yeah, no, I couldn't get you up there. There's, it's going to be the uh, audio net. Yeah, that's or my bus. best bet, huh? Although I have a catalog. Funny you should mention that. Thanks for reminding me, sir. Hold on, hold on. Stay right there. Alright. Here it is. Somebody sent a catalog. Sorry, I didn't get this to Neil in time. The Crane Company, uh, Radioland catalog, and there's all these high tech electronic devices and radios in here. And for all the people that have trouble um, finding, listening to us indoors, right. I don't know if you remember the guy that called Neil and said that there's an FM sort of an antenna doohickey right. that rebroadcasts the, uh, the AM signal on an FM band and you stick this thing out the window or something. And that's in here, the FX200. It's in here. It sells for about uh, 45 bucks. And they have all these other things, like including the CC radio, the world's most powerful AM, FM radio, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to give this number out. You want it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to get it in time, I don't think. But anyway, 1-800-522-TUNE. That's 8863. 1-800-522-8863. 1-800-522-TUNE. The Radioland catalog from the Crane Company, and there's all kinds of really neat crap in here, antennas, uh, just stuff. All right, that's so good. All right. Hey, um, do you have on the best of Neil the uh, the Let's Go Smoke Some Pot song? No. 
It's not on there, huh? No. I'd have to send you a tape or something. And money, and then I'll give it to an intern. The money goes to the Schlepper Work for Nothing intern that we actually get to do the work. Right. That's what happens with that. Okay. All right? All right. Later on. Nice talking to you. You bet. My pleasure. 124 on 560 WQAM. Where do you find Joe Rose, Jeff DeForest, and Steve Goldstein? The first team, right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. You got a dental floss? The Bible. If you like the book, you'll love the board game. Introducing Go to Hell from Milton Bradley. The board game that tests your faith in God while challenging your knowledge of biblical quotes. <laughs> okay, everybody ready? Yeah. All right, first question. The meek shall inherit the blend. Flatware. Male pattern baldness. The earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. Right. You move ahead five spaces. You other guys, go to hell. Go to hell. The exciting game where you win by forming a deep personal relationship with God before the timer runs out. Okay, on the seventh day, God did what? A golf. He went to one of those all-you-can-eat rest places. Um, he just puttered around? Wrong. All of you, go to hell. <laughs> it was a good book, but now it's a great game. Go to hell. The biblical board game from Milton Bradley. 5670560 and Dade and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Only one open line. 27 past 1 on WQAM. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. There he is. Oh, he, he screwed it up. That was him. That was Elmer. And he couldn't even get it together. You're bowling. You're bowling. I can say my R, sir. And you can't, New Yorker. Perrine, hello. 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 Yeah, this is Jim. Hi, Jim. I'm in Perrine, not Brian. I said, I said Perrine, sir. Oh, sorry. Um, hey, on the circle issue? Yes, sir. I think it's beyond that. It was just so. on CNN. They just showed it on CNN. Look at all the publicity we're getting already. Yeah. The the thing that's going extinct is the city of Miami. Right. First of all, we let Mickey and the Herald steal one of the primo pieces of property. Correct. Then we built a tin barn on the best piece of property and called it a shopping center. Right. Now... Tourist trap, overpriced. Where they really need the development to save the city almost economically is right around the mouth of the river. They're the best sites in town. Uh-huh. Nobody's going to dig another ditch there because who's going to buy land and speculate like this when if you find a seashell pointing at the moon, uh, they're going to shut you down. You really think they're going to find more circles or things like that? No. Oh. I mean, they don't know what they've found so far. Right. I mean, it, it could be a joke, you know. I mean, certainly the Tequestas aren't around to tell us what it is, you know. Oh, you think it's a Tequesta joke? You think they no, what I mean is... The that, white man later on? No, I don't mean it's a joke, but it could be, it could be a turntable. It could be... That's Nothing. right. They were spinning it could be erosion. That's right. They were scratching it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but it could be a, it, it could be many things. No one claims to know exactly what it is. Right. That's why. And whether it has any significance at all. Right. But but the the lawsuits that you leave yourself open to by shutting down sites like this and discouraging others. I mean, if they find human remains of a couple of dead tequestas across the river, they won't be able to build on the site without moving it out of there. Mm -hmm. If they find some wood uh, wood pieces or whatever, that uh, you know, poles that might have been connected or something, people just aren't going to speculate if the city's going to grab the land all the time. And if they don't, the tax base of Miami will be is already horrendous. Right. And I see... 
extension less likely to quest us financially for the city if they can't develop their major pieces they're, of property. They're already on the brink. The city's been on the brink for years. Yeah, well, this ain't going to help it either. No, no. Because whoever's looking at that circle, they don't pay taxes in a high-rise building for 25 years, you know? Uh-huh. But the circle itself, it'd be nice if it could be saved. I mean, I, I agree uh-huh. with that. But it isn't a simple issue as environmentalists make it, that, hey, we need to save this, you know what I mean? It's like... Um, it, it, it's broader than that. It affects so your the future of the pave city. Over it, move it, what's the deal? What should they do? Uh, move I, it, pave it, what? Pave it. Okay. Bye. Thank you very much, sir. I, I got you down, as Aaron Summers would say. Miami, hello. Miami. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing, George? Okay. Listen, I happen to be a Cuban-American. Yes, I've been sir. in this country for over 30 years. I've been listening to you talk about, you know, the attitudes that the Cubans have. Yes. When I came over, first of all, I'm not fair-skinned. I happen to be one of the darker hue people. Yes, sir. All right. As you can tell by, I got very little accent. Right. I moved into a neighborhood where I was the only Cuban. Right. And my problem was I wasn't accepted by the blacks. Right. I wasn't accepted of by the Puerto not. Ricans. Of course not. I wasn't accepted by the whites. Nope. So I, I ended up spending my fifth and sixth grade pretty much fending off of myself because every time I said, well, I happen to be a Cuban, they said, oh, you commie bastard. You. Right. There you go. You know, and I got beat up. So, you know, as I went on, I was, I was blessed to have a teacher that said, look, get rid of the accent, learn to speak the language properly, which I did. I still speak mm-hmm. Spanish very well. And I moved down here recently. And I don't look like your typical Cuban. Right. And I go through you the same you problem. Wear, you don't wear pointy shoes? Or oh, no, no, I don't want I'm a three-piece suit man. No, no dippity-doo in your hair? No dippity-doo. <laughs> I don't even do the jerry curl thing myself. Right. I have a very <laughs> short crop. I was in the military. Uh-huh. I do vote. I am, you know, I do all those things. The uh-huh. thing that makes me angry, it's like you said, it's the typical attitude that sure. you, know, you owe me this. I'm very grateful right. to this country that I was given the opportunity. Otherwise, it's, it's, it's like the conquistador attitude. Like they never stop. It's like well, we're, we're here now, and now you're going to do things this well, way and accommodate. Like I said, if I was still in Cuba, my legacy would be of either shopping sugar cane, right? You know, or no still question. being in some uh, military, you know, and everything else. Standing and in line I, for bread. Yeah, and I, it, it, it's not that I'm being one-sided. This, I mean, I understand the other side. There are other ethnic groups that come in here. And uh, they want their way of life because, I mean, American is the melting pot. But, it's supposed you know, to be. That's the idea anyway. But, I mean, for one group of people, and it's not – I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Cuban all the way. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Right. Likewise. One group of people that take the attitude that you, we're going to do it my effing way, I don't think that's the way to go. Right. And I do agree on you on that score. Now, as far as the other issue, I mean, if you do have the vote, then you should use it. And if you don't, then, you know, there's no reason to sit down and gripe about that, you know, this is being done this way or that. But, I mean, I've been also, you know, I've been in lines where the people behind me, you know, I tell them I'm a Cuban, and they say, no way, you know, but right. you don't look like one, you don't act like one, you don't speak like one. I said, listen. When I was hitting on my wife, I had to show her my driver's license, and she didn't believe that I was Cuban. Well, my wife my wife happens to be a uh, gringa. Uh-huh. I was very lucky on that on that basis. She's fine, and she didn't believe that. You know, first of all, I don't even have your typical Cuban name except for my first name, which is Lazaro. You can't get any more Cuban than that. Right. I have an Irish last name. Santo Lazaro. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, that's what I got to listen to all the time. And I said, Well, where did you get your last name? You probably changed it when you came. I said, No, this yeah. is my family name. Right. 
And I don't understand that a lot of people went to Cuba from all over the world, a lot of Irish, a lot of Germans, a lot of mm-hmm. Jews. Yeah. Uh, Cuba was thriving right up until Castro, so it was a very yeah. cosmopolitan place. Yeah, well, that's what it was. They used to call it the Keys to the Caribbean. Right. And, you know, you come here, and it's not so much the later ones, the ones that have come recently, it's more the ones that have been entrenched here, you know, that they got the little click. I had a hell of a time oh, finding a job down here. Yeah. I had a hell of a, because I, it's not, you know, the first thing I learned here is not what you know, is who you know. There you go. And it's like, you know, oh, yeah, you can have the skills, but, uh, if, you know, if, if Cousin Pedro or Carlito, right. you know, right. uh, he's part of the family, he's going to get the job ahead of you. Sure. And, you know, the only thing, and it's not that I want to harp on this or anything, if you're not the right color. Uh, the Cubans I, are the Cubans most racist are the, bunch of people I know. And it bothers me because it, it's even it's even among even even the dark color it, it exists that same hatred. And I'm saying to myself, well, wait a minute. I mean, not that this is. I mean, I live in the real world. I know that this country is very racist. Sure. Depends whatever you go to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, against your own people, you're going to step on them because they're mm-hmm. different or they don't speak That's like right. you do. And you know, they're still living this dream that you know we're going to go over there and take the Dell down oh, and why please. the Americans haven't done oh, it. Please. You know, and I have to listen to, I, 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 there are people in my family, I mean, I'm talking about people that still smoke the cigar, play dominoes uh-huh. on the corner and drink their whiskey, and I got to listen to this, you know, and I wear an earring and I have to go through the... Ay, maricón! Oye, que maricón tu eres! You know, you have to right. listen to that, and, and it's like, I listen to myself, well, wait a minute, you know, if you don't like it, then take a boat and go back. There you go. All right, sir. All right, thanks a lot, George. Thank you very much, Later. no problem. Why did that guy get us started on that? I wanted to talk about engines all day. Coral Springs, hello. Yeah, hi, George. How you doing? Okay. On the circle thing, I mean, what are they finding, like pebbles there and stuff? No, it's a, it's a, like a Stonehenge thing. It's a calendar. At least that's their best guess. It's yeah, a big it's a big carved into the stone uh, circle, a calendar. Okay. But they've also found uh, artifacts that, you know, like arrowheads and teeth and bones and things like that. Yeah. I say let them dig it up for now, but uh, kind of not preserve it forever. I mean, no point. Well, how about if they moved it? Like over towards Bayfront or something. Put it right in the middle there. Yeah, <laughs> not a bad idea. Okay. Hey, have you ever heard the Dr. Seuss Bible? A little verse from there? No. Can I do it for you real quick? Okay. It's real funny. Okay. One day God said, this is what I'll do. I'll send down my son. I'll send him to you. Now, to clear up this humpity-bumpity hullabaloo, his name will be Christ, and he'll never wear shoes. His pals will call him King of the Jews. He didn't come in a plane. He didn't come in a jeep. He didn't come in the pouch of a high-jumping Vovip. He rode on the back of a black Sasa II, which is the blackiest creature you ever could view. He rode to Jerusalem, home of the grumpity Jews. Okay, I'm glad I let you do that. Uh, not. Oh, boy. As much as I like Dr. Seuss and, and, and Ted, that was uh, long. How about if I put it that way? Is that a diplomatic way of doing it? Uh, love you, sir, but uh, boy, don't ever do that again. 22 till 2 on QAM. Where do you find Dave Heffernan and Gene Thomas? Right where you got it. Sports Radio 560 QAM. I have no foreskin. I have no life. I have no penis. I have no pants on. I'm dancing in the nude right now. I'm shaking round my wonder world. Watch how it wiggles when I jerk. It's waving and wagging. I like to watch it bobbing up and down. I shake my legs with my happy feet to make my button mushroom work. Okay. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, let's go dancing with no pants on. Come on, everybody take your pants off now. Oh! 
motion. Now do you like it when I swing it around? Yank it, yank it, baby. And let me show you how it works. Yeah. Come on, let's go dancing with your pants on. Are you? Come on, let's go dancing with your pants on. Come on, everybody take your pants off now. Seventeen till two five sixty WQAM one open line in date five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line mobile in Fort Lauderdale hello George God yes sir how you doing man doing all right all right you got a pretty good show today yeah hey, I want to talk about a couple of different things okay uh, first one is, is I guess it's all right to be a self hating stick because every ethnic group is self hating okay. If you say we all we all have a tendency to like look down upon. I don't call it self-hating. I call it being uh, self-critical or, or honest. You know, because if somebody else says something about your culture or race, they're perceived as being bigoted, so they don't have any credibility. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like like when Chris Rock was doing the whole nigger thing. You know, he's the one that has to say that. We can't say that. That's so, true. so when the Cubans do things that are embarrassing to me, the Cubans have to the other Cubans who who try to do their best are the ones that have to get up and go, hey, that's wrong. That's my point. That's true. Oh, I agree. I mean, I was listening to the topics for the last couple of days. They were talking about the workers and certain lower-paying jobs, you know, and uh, it's like you can't call and defend them because it's very true. You know, right. It's very true. You have, you have people that are less educated, that take lower-paying jobs, that do whatever. Which people are we talking about now? Oh, everybody. Every ethnic group has a... Uh, what do you want to call it? A uh, bottom barrel group. Okay. So well, at any rate, that's in, one in, thing. The other in thing Cuban is, culture, we call them marielitos. Go ahead. Oh, you were talking earlier at the beginning of the show about the uh, the raid or the break in by the, the uh, what, I guess they call it the vice squad. Yes. Yes. You know that that stuff goes on every time. That, and the that one makes thing, me see that in the whole forfeiture law thing. Well, the one. The one thing that you didn't, that they, no one I heard nobody mention, is that the reason that it was a mistake was because they were three digits off on the address, uh-huh. and that the house that they were actually supposed to be breaking into was two doors over. Right. And Which it looked nothing the, like it. Well, it was on the search warrant, everything that they have to do, and supposedly they do this whole setup, you know, because I, I do a the little bit of The only reason that anyone should bust into anyone's house is to rescue someone who's in danger. Well, let, let, me t- let me tell you a little story that happened a couple of months ago to a guy that I know in Hialeah, Cuban, uh-huh. right? Hialeah Police Department gets a phone call or a tip from somebody that his family is in danger, the guy's crazy, yada, yada. Make a long story short, 2 o'clock in the morning, they're banging on this guy's door. He, of course, is in the middle of a dead sleep, of course. wakes up, thinks up somebody's trying to break into his home, of course. grabs a weapon, mm-hmm. and starts firing back through the door. Little does he know he's firing his own police officers outside. Right. Right. And what do they do? They bust in the house. He comes out. He surrenders. They take him to jail. He has to stay locked up in the Dade County Jail mm-hmm. for three weeks, and then they eventually drop all the charges. Right. You know, with no change of clothes. I don't like know this. anyone. I don't know anyone who's a gun owner because that's exactly why they buy the guns uh, for for home protection, self protection. That wouldn't do the same thing. Somebody breaking down your door in the middle of the night, you're gonna blow their crap away. Yeah, you're not gonna sit there and wait for them to identify themselves. No. And this big bang no, because in door. a civilized country, there's only one kind of person that goes bashing through your door in the middle of the night, and that's a home invader. Right. 
Okay, the right. cops should not be doing that unless it's to rescue someone. Absolutely, especially with the t you know with this being a city or an area, not necessarily just a city, because it happens mm -hmm. in the, in the Tri County area where home invasion is a large portion of crime. He wrote the here. book on it down here. <laughs> well, home invasion and smash and grab. This is that, the capital that, that's of the world for that. that and carjacking. We start right. it, and the rest of the country takes over. That's right. Have a great week next week, George. I'll be listening. Thank you, sir. That that is the most outrageous thing, and then thank God that he called back about that because I'd rather talk about that all day than the uh, the fact that I'm a self-hating spick. Mobile and Kendall, hello. 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 Hey George. Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted to pipe in about the Indian thing, please, because um I come from out west myself back in Montana and what part? Uh, the southern part near Red Lodge, uh -huh. like near Billings. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I got to see the Crow Reservation a lot and right. Friars and all that and. I gotta say, you know, those those places are every bit as bad as, you know, like Liberty City or it's Overtown. As sad, far as, you it's know, so sad. You know, I mean, it's like, just just makes me feel so bad to be, you know, a white person knowing right. that I've left this legacy with these people. You know, because they were doing fine before we showed up. You know, they weren't living in slum. Conditions. Oh, exactly. You know, they had this beautiful land out there. I mean, that's yeah, wonderful country. Can't get and, any more beautiful than that? Oh yeah, you know, and they had a great life. They 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 wanted for nothing right. and. Had enough food. They had the elk. And they weren't the destroying the environment. Oh, exactly. And I just feel so bad, you know, that all they get is a monthly government check, which they spend on a case of Ripple and right. and car every and a new car every year, and leave right. the old one in the front yard there to rot. That's right. You know, I mean, it's, I you know, and you know, I would love for Montana to pass, you know, like one of those gaming laws out there, so oh, that they could get, man. you know, so that they could get one of those big casinos and. You know, get and the money Netflix. themselves. You know, because they got no incentive to to uh, raise themselves up out of right. this. They got the there's there's check. nothing going on. The, the the reservations where they were herded, where they built these towns. Oh yeah, there was nothing the worst, there. I mean, those those were the worst put spots in Montana. That they gave. It's scrubland. They have oh. no natural resources. Oh. There's no industry. There's no way for them to, uh, right. to sustain themselves. And when they found coal and and gas on some of these places, they just you know took it again. Right. You know, and pushed them off, and it was like it's just. Oh, sad. Absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. It was a great show. No problem. Where are we? Fort Lauderdale. Hello. I'll try this again. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. George. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, Gringo from Broward County. Thank yes, you sir. You're doing a great job today. Thank you, sir. Um, I happen to be married to a Cuban woman. You're the and, one. And uh, and she is uh very very fair. And uh, she. You know what's you funny? Say she looks American. About, about the fair thing, besides that, that uh, most of the uh, the Havanian Cubans, by the way, were uh, nothing but but pure white bread. Anyway, it's even socially acceptable for the women to get a tan. I remember my sister telling me that when she was in Cuba, the old ladies in the family slapping her out of the sun, making her go into the house and put a long sleeve shirt on because a tan was unacceptable. That's how obsessed with white skin they are. Right. Yeah, well, uh, my wife's family is, is from Havana, and yeah, she's super white. Right. But uh, from having firsthand experience dealing with her family which uh, and, and dealing with a lot of her friends, I find a lot of the Cubans to be super anti-American. It's not, I don't know if it's anti-American, but they have a superiority complex. Yeah, yeah, they 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 think a lot of themselves, which they is true. Do. There's nothing wrong with I mean, that. There's nothing wrong with it because they they are people who've accomplished uh, a lot. They accomplished things in Cuba, then they got it all taken away. They had to start over. They built themselves back up from scratch. They have every right in the world to be proud of themselves. But there's a uh, you know pride doesn't have to transform into arrogance. You right. Know what I'm saying. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't be agree. proud, not arrogant. There's a difference. 
couldn't agree with you more. I mean, one thing uh, a lot of them hate to hear me say is that uh, you're just as American as I am. Right. Oh, I mean, we're, we're oh, all yeah. from somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I happen to have that's an insult in me too, but I mean, I'm not clinging on to that. I mean, I've been here for a long time, and, and I'm American now. Right. So uh, uh, that's about all I have to say. Uh, that I, I agree with you. Okay. I'm the, I'm the lazy American of the family. They use that like an insult. <laughs> You're a lazy American, George. All right, George. All right. Great show. Later on. And uh, they're absolutely right. 8 till 2, 560 WQAM.